I was going to introduce Black Christmas as a Tyler Perry movie, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I'm Kia, and I'm Craig, and I'm, I'm Adam, and, and we, we just watched Black, Black Christmas, and, and Black, Black Christmas. <laughs> Remember those idyllic scenes out of your childhood? Crisp winter nights, star bright, sleigh bells, crackling yule logs, candlelight glistening off of shimmering Christmas trees, chestnuts roasting over open fires, carolers beneath snow-covered window ledges. Remember those. Remember them well. After Black Christmas, they'll never be the same again. Black Christmas, starring Olivia Hussey, Kid Dulay, Margot Kidder, and starring John Saxon as Lieutenant Fuller. If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. It's true. <laughs> we sat down and watched both versions of Black Christmas. Black Christmas 1974 and Black Christmas 2006, Six, I believe. Yes. Fifteen years ago... On Christmas Eve, his family became his victims. What have you done? Now. All roads and airports are officially closed. This one is not going to let up. A group of college friends. That sucks. Everyone should be home for Christmas. Are about to discover. Lauren, we're opening up presents. Why don't you open the present we got you? Their house. I got it. Is his home. All is calm. All is bright. Who is in my house tonight? Don't you have lots of toys to deliver to good little boys and girls? You really shouldn't provoke somebody like that. And on December 25th... You're definitely getting punked. Is that Santa's reindeer? All he wants for Christmas... Is Megan in her room? Is a new family he can treat... Like his very own... That one existed until <laughs> you handed it to me. 2006? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I didn't even know they made a remake of it. What, let's address the elephant in the room. Adam is with us. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Adam. Hello, Adam, Jeff. Adam is a uh, good friend and listener. 
and a writer for our blog. He's done a few articles for us, and he is something of an expert on Black Christmas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I was saying right before we started recording that I also didn't really know that the Black Christmas remake existed until Adam was like, oh. Really? You got to see this. You so got like, to check this out. You both learned of it in the past year. Basically, yeah. In the past, like, yeah. Month. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, for Jeff, it would be the past, what, two weeks ago? I was like, yeah. here you go. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Watch this. Hmm. Whenever we were like, we're going to watch both versions. I was like, there's two? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like both of these movies are very different from each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very much so. Yeah. Well, so. and I think that's kind of like with the Fright Night comparisons mm-hmm. that that's like a strength is that they decided to go in totally different directions yeah. for a remake, a retooling of it. I feel like this is, is like even more different the, from yeah. each other because like the remake almost feels like a totally different story because they go so in depth into the killer and who right. he is and yeah, his Billy's backstory, backstory and all that. Yeah. Um, Kia, why don't you set the mood hmm. by giving us a synopsis of Black Christmas. From the back of the box? 1974. Okay. From the back of the box? It, yes. <laughs> Black Christmas. <laughs> the college town of Bedford is receiving an unwelcome guest this Christmas as the residents of Sorority House Pi Kappa Sigma prepare for the festive season. A stranger begins to stalk the house. A series of obscene phone calls start to plague the residents of the sorority, and it becomes clear that a psychopath is homing in on the sisters with dubious intentions. Dubious intentions. (laughs) And though the police try to trace the calls, they discover that nothing is as it seems during this black Christmas. Stuffed with extremely tense moments, chilling cinematography, amazing characters, and long-lasting dread, this genuine classic is completely deserving of every bit of respect and admiration it's picked up over the last 40 years. It says that on the back of the box. Yes. It's <laughs> is a, that a quote from It's a someone? quote from addictedtohorrormovies.com. Oh. A quote from Kia. <laughs> she just like do that yeah. at the end. <laughs> um, I think that's the easiest you've had with a synopsis. You went right through it. Mm-hmm. I didn't no have any interruptions. Yeah. <laughs> the phone calls. Mm-hmm. The phone call. When we, we watched it again last night, I was kind of shocked. I had forgotten how uh, vulgar the phone calls really were. Oh, yeah. He's expanded his act. Could that be one person? No, Claire, that's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir doing their annual obscene phone call. Because, I mean, we're talking like the C word gets thrown out. There's talk of slobbing knobs <laughs> tasting each other and i mean just really graphic stuff yeah and i would only imagine in 1974 especially that that was like really shocking yeah, even even be, for a horror movie right like, pretty unheard of yeah that would be shocking yeah. now i think yeah. if you're watching this in movie theater it would be like there would be uncomfortable laughter <laughs> to be like oh my gosh well and, and it's funny too because you think of 74 is the same year texas chainsaw massacre comes out right and i don't think even though Texas Chainsaw Massacre has like this huge reputation for being, you know, really cutting edge and gritty and everything, I don't feel like they talk that way at all in that movie. Like, I feel like there's no real vul- vulgarity because I mean, there's like the urban legend of how they wanted it to be a PG movie. At yeah. one point, they were trying really hard to get it rated PG, 
uh, for Texas Chainsaw. I mean, there was no hope of that for this movie, right? Oh, yeah. No, he, no, there's no way. I mean, it, 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 it's kind of like Keo was saying. It was probably like borderline rated X just on like the vulgarity. Just almost. from the phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> and it stars uh, Lois Lane. Yes. Margot Kidder. And Juliet. Yeah, Juliet from Romeo and Juliet. Mm. <laughs> uh, and SCTV alum. She was also, we were going back and watching all the Psycho movies. She was also played um, uh, Norman Bates's mother mm. in, like, Psycho 4. four. four. Yeah. Oh, wow. A Mick Garris jam. And yeah. we were watching that, and we were like, something about her. We know her from something. Mm. And it was Black Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I've heard of this movie, but I've never seen a clip from it or anything. And this is... Like watching the movie, I was like, "Oh, this is where they get the the, the calls are coming from inside the house." Mm. Like I never knew that was what that was from. So well, it's funny because you know nowadays it seems like creepy pasta is one of the things that a lot of people are getting inspiration from to make new movies and TV shows and stuff like that. They're kind of basing it off that stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas it seems like there was a run in the '70s where urban legends were kind of. Uh, the thing that kind of like were sparking uh, like seeds of horror movies and stuff like that because yeah. uh, that's in another movie, right? When a stranger calls. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which ru- came first? I'm Do pretty you- sure Black Christmas came first. Yeah. I think when a stranger calls was like '79, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Which has almost the. Ex- I mean, that's the whole hook of that movie, pretty much. Is yeah. the first 30 minutes is. You know, a babysitter getting stalked, and mm-hmm. you know they're chasing the phone call, and then it ends up being in the house. Yeah, it um, becomes a much different movie after that. Right, like the first like fifteen twenty minutes is the whole setup with the babysitter and the phone calls, and then it turns into a completely different movie after yeah. that. I've never seen the original. Well, that that first twenty minutes is electric. I mean, it's, it's intense. It's, it's like really Scream, good. you know, a Drew Barrymore style, like very very well where, done. I think you told me that when we were watching Scream. That's kind of where Scream got it. From. It kind of felt. Feels like it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah, the, the phone calls are outrageous, but they're almost like they're so over the top and dirty that it almost becomes it circles back around to being comedic in a way. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to tell, like author intent sometimes, right? Because Bob Clark goes on to do uh, comedy movies and stuff like that. Obviously, A Christmas Story, right? Porgies, being, yeah, movies, yeah. Um, so it, it kind of makes me wonder, like. Was there a sense of humor with that? Like he was almost intending it to be funny, or was it supposed to be disturbing, like genuinely? As a lady, Kia, what do you think? I was going to say, I think you have to look at like who he was calling. If he was calling like a fraternity house, mm. then I think that would be funny. But there's like a killer on the loose. It's like yeah. a house full of college girls. Um, I think that would be kind of like creepy. Now they might. Now Margot Kiddo's character, she did kind of laugh it off. Yeah. And she could easily, you could easily be like, oh, that's just someone in a fraternity, like, making jokes or whatever. But if they kept calling, which he did, then I think it would be. I think the difference, too, is if it was one person alone, it would be scary no matter what. (laughs) Yeah. Because, honestly, I get kind of creeped out if I get a phone call and someone hangs up. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) I never never answer the phone unless I know the number. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. (laughs) But the caller, at some point, he he does the sexual stuff. But then doesn't he start... Saying, you know, I'm going to kill you or something. Yeah, he like yeah. throws that in on the end. Yeah, yeah then like, I'm going to kill like, you. Like, okay, oh, now it's not funny turn. anymore. <laughs> it's all fun and games when he's just talking about slobbing dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. And then, and then when it comes to uh, 
murder. Yeah, especially you cross the line. Like Margot Kidder's character seems like she's pretty dirty anyway. Like mm. as far as yeah. kind of stuff that she talks about and stuff. Yeah, she talks about fellatio. Yeah. Oh right, <laughs> the cop, the fellatio number. Yeah. yeah. Could you give me the number at the sorority house? Please. Yeah, sure. It's uh, Felatio two o eight eight o. Felatio. It's a it's a new exchange. F E. It's a new one on me. How do you spell it? Capital F E little L. L-A-T-I-O. Thanks. Don't mention. So, uh, she gave I, it to me when she was in here. Though. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the other thing. Is, uh, I feel like there's really only 30 minutes of story in this movie. And they're padding it with a lot of like comedic hijinks or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, like, oh, we'll have... I don't know what to call her... Din mother. Din mother. House I feel mother. like that's totally not the right thing to call this lady. But she's the, called like ha- from Boy Scouts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I called her the house mother. Yeah. House mother. You know, this yeah. older lady that apparently is responsible for the sorority girls. Yeah. Um, but they, there's like a whole. She's introduced, and then we follow her for like the next ten or fifteen minutes of her. You know, it shows that she has uh, uh, liquor bottles strewn about. You know, hidden so that she can keep. Her buzz going, apparently. She's always half in the bag, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, she hides them in the toilet and stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which really doesn't that toilet look nasty. Sorry have served it. a purpose to anything. Just, no, I think it's just, Like you said, just, I guess, to be funny. Yeah, a little funny yeah. and, uh, again, padding. The, the, a little comic relief. Yeah, the runtime uh, getting, getting a little bit heftier. But maybe because this, the movie gets so tense, maybe the comic, com- comic relief is to balance it out. So they you're need not some levity. like on tin the whole time, you know. If you think about it being like almost like a prototype for a slasher movie, right? Like it's one of the earlier examples of a slasher movie. Like a lot of the things that we've become accustomed to, like they're kind of there, but they're kind of not there because there's not really types in this movie. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we, you technically have sort of a good girl, right? With Little Jess, kind of, I guess. Yeah. Um, but not is the she, whole like final girl that's you know virginal and things like well, that. Sure, is yeah. she a good girl? She wants to k- a- abort her baby. <laughs> totally legal. <laughs> totally yeah, legal. But that's not what a typical slasher movie would consider a good girl. Could a good be. girl in a typical slasher movie is total virgin, and you know, a virgin. Right. She ain't. Virgin. Well, th- this is a college age young lady. <laughs> it's her. It's her prerogative, Kia. How dare you? It's her prerogative. I, I support it. She can do what she wants to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's that's like a main like side tr- story, basically. Right? Is the main character Jess is pregnant, and her boyfriend is clearly unhinged. Yeah. Uh, Peter. Slap it. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> cannot handle the idea that. She may not want to keep his baby, and uh... I like how in the piano scene, and he's all he's all like, "Jess, all you think about is yourself," and then he spends the rest of the movie just talking about himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he almost immediately does it because he's like, "Don't you know how much this night means to me?" You know, <laughs> he makes that call 
at least I think it, there was one call that was definitely him where he's like, right. don't kill the baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is really pathetic. Yeah. yeah. And I think they, like, purposely make it seem like he's the killer the whole movie because you see, like, the sweater on his arm at certain points right. and, like, like on the cover of the, the Blu-ray there, it's like, that looks like him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I meant to go back and pause it and see if it was him, but I didn't, I didn't do it. But Do you know anything about that, Adam? Or did they have multiple people playing Billy or... I, I'm not sure, to be yeah. honest with you. I know, like, with the... The only thing I know for sure is, like, with the calls, it was, like, a bunch of different people's voices, like Bob Clark and some other people from the cast. Right. But as far as, like, who played Billy, I'm not really sure. Huh. <laughs> Well, I mean, so much of it is from his point of view anyway. Right. We don't really see him very often unless it's like one eyeball. It seems yeah, like we see that. an eyeball, you know, kind of peeking Glorious through. Eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, and the score too, like whenever like the killers around, it's making that piano sound. Where I'm mm. just like, well, obviously they're making it seem like it's the boyfriend because he's right. the piano guy. You know. Yeah, that's a, that's actually I, honestly uh, I didn't really I, consider I that. Seen that movie thousands of times, never put that those two together. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because Peter, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, which you should before you listen to this, yeah. but, uh, it, you know, Peter is, um, I guess, a music student, or he works yeah. for the symphony. I, I was a little unclear about exactly what he does. I thought he was, like, a music student at yeah. the college, yeah. yeah. But he, he had mentioned been, hey, he had been there for, like, eight years or something. Yeah. I don't really understand <laughs> that works. But, it's like, uh, dude, this isn't working out for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then, it does it, it, it take eight years to get a music degree. And apparently he has to go in front of, um, like, a panel of professors, I'm assuming, to show his worth. And he botches it, I'm assuming. He plays chopsticks. I mean, Maybe he's in grad school or something. Right. But, oh, oh, yeah, when he was doing his audition, I can't tell... If this is a style of music, or if he was blowing it, because the music like is terrible, really messing up because it sounded <laughs> yeah. really bad. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but it's like it was one of those things where it's like, is it so sophisticated? I just don't understand it. And <laughs> yeah, he's trying like to be off. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like jazz. It's the notes that you don't listen to that matter. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, because also they didn't really do a good job. Maybe the the professors that were judging him just had really good poker faces. Because I feel like it didn't really establish. From their cutaways to the the judges, they weren't like this sucks. You yeah. know, they were kind of sitting there stone faced. So I was like, well, maybe it's he okay. did destroy the piano, so maybe right. it was a bad audition. Yeah. Right, I'm thinking it was he the piano's fault. He didn't get into this music program. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid piano! And I don't. I, I want to totally got this. He really doesn't strike me as someone that should have a kid either. Oh, yeah, Peter? Really yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's like this is right too. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely going to use the the kid as an excuse to get out of this program, get married, have you know a normal life or whatever, because he's fed up with yeah trying to pursue I guess his dream. Uh, so he's going to blame it all on that kid. Now listen, Jess, I know you're upset, but I've got something to tell you. Mm. I'm leaving the conservatory. Peter. Just hear me out. Will you hear me out, please? Now, I've lived in one room for eight years, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of having to line up behind six people every time I want to take a bath. I've had it. I'm quitting the conservatory, and we're getting married. It was your fault. I never made it. <laughs> You're clearly not father material. <laughs> Stop calling. <laughs> Click. The, yeah, her, the way she talked was some... It's not her fault, but she was like, Hello? Hello? Oh, like, right. Why are you saying, Hello? <laughs> You're no Romeo. <laughs> but it's, she's like... Where is she from? Argent? Oh, she's up. 
English, but Argentinian yeah, English. Yeah, so it's like a weird mm. amalgam. Yeah, of accents. Big word. Of accents. Um, oh. Also, Peter, Peter's reaction to A, her his girlfriend wanting to have an abortion, slash kind of getting dumped. She's more or less dumping him in the moment, too. Yeah. Um, but his reaction, it's so... I mean, obviously, everyone takes getting dumped horribly in most cases. But it's just really funny because he reminds me of, like... I remember a couple years ago in another country... This guy cut off his penis after his girlfriend dumped him. And I was always remembering, like, who is that? Like, she already didn't want you, so what on earth are you doing to yourself, like, yeah. to prove? Just trying to really make sure she doesn't. Oh, <laughs> now no one can have me. Don't you feel terrible? And it's like, well, she didn't care. She dumped yeah. you. So she didn't have any use for that anyway. Yeah, I, I just kind of feel like that's the, the approach Peter had a little bit, where it's like, you know, oh, she doesn't want me anymore. I'll wreck my life. You know, it's like, how does that. <laughs> I don't know. If anyway. I can't have you, nobody can have me. Wait. No one will ever want me again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Peter definitely becomes the main suspect uh, who is making these phone calls, uh, even though they started slightly before he becomes totally un- unhinged. Um, before he ever found out about the pregnancy. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah, I it, thought they were doing like a scream thing where they were like, we're making it so obvious that it's the killer that that he's the killer that you'll yeah that you'll be like they're making it too obvious there's no way it's that guy it's got to be somebody else but then they turn around like no it is him but but i mean we as the audience we know from the the outset that whoever this killer is whoever billy is is literally in the house because we see him the pov almost Mm -hmm. from the very very beginning he comes into the house uh climbs into it and then makes his way into the attic and is living and he's in the house it seems the whole time. Yeah. So it kind of it seems like it would be hard for it to be Peter without, because no. there's always girl, women, girls, teenagers in the house, college students. Yeah. So, um. I guess I was just like assuming he was sneaking in and out of the house, but. Because they, yeah. they that, do make a in point. The end, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> that, well, they make a point of showing him A, hanging out outside the house a couple of times. And then they make a point of he was already upstairs one time without yeah. someone letting him in. Remember, he comes downstairs, and, and Jess is like, what the fuck are you doing here? And he's yeah. like, I, uh, you weren't here, and I took a, a nap. I hope it wasn't a problem. That's you know? weird. Yeah. I took a big dump. It's a huge problem. T- um, we can't understand why she doesn't want to be with you. <laughs> they really did gave him no redeeming factor. No. You know, but Even his hair sucked. <laughs> he looked like a grown-up Peter Pan or something. What's weird is uh, he was in 2001 A Space Odyssey. He was like one of the main astronauts that goes on like the big journey at the end and everything. He had that haircut. The, yes, the, he the, had the, the He-Man, He-Man haircut. haircut. I'm wearing a He-Man shirt. <laughs> Thanks, Robbie. Um, yeah, he had a page boy haircut. But, uh, it's just kind of strange thinking that he was in one of the biggest movies of all time. In 1968, and then in 1974, he's in like this ultra low budget horror film. It's just it's just weird how that works with actors sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, that uh, the guy who was the police chief or whatever, he was in um, Enter the Dragon. Yeah, and yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. John Saxon. Oh, John Saxon. Yeah. yeah. I think he was handsome, was... John Saxon. <laughs> but I think like Enter the Dragon was like the year before that, wasn't it? Or maybe it was the same year, but it like. I think you're right. I think it's 73. I think I it's like the year before. I wasn't around back then, but I feel like that was a pretty well... Received movie. Yeah, like yeah it's a big deal. I think it did pretty well. Mm-hmm. What's that? Of course. Nothing. I was going to have some trivia from when I read Never Sleep Again, but it's off the subject. Is it, well, actually, I did want to bring it up because uh, you mentioned John Saxon in 1984-ish, 83. I think this is what they said in Never Sleep Again, which is this uh, book about how Nightmare on Elm Street got made, that 
um, he would come to set with like different hair pieces to try on. Like he was always very willing to be like, let's try this. <laughs> so his hair looks so interesting in black Christmas. I was like, is that his hair? Is that one of his hair pieces? I was actually going to say like, is it the real hair or is it fake? Like, I felt like it was real. I, I never questioned. It looks kind of like a strategic comb over in yeah. a few spots. So to me, it looked real, you know, that he was like kind of on the last leg of, well, pretty soon I have to wear wigs, but for now I can still do this, you yeah. know, like work your magic, you know, and the hairdresser, you know, kind of fills in some patches type of thing. It's funny. Know. Like there's this successful actor with a, that has to wear a toupee and stuff, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's like Jason Alexander, like if he wore a toupee and everything. Oh, right. Be like, uh, <laughs> we know what's up. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, Sean Connery famously uh, was bald in all of his public appearances, like in oh, daily yeah. life. But in all of his mm-hmm. movies, like he would have ponytails and ridiculous shit oh, where it's yeah. like, you definitely don't have that hair. But <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, and Nicolas Cage, I guess, is another good example. Oh, of, yeah. He was clearly going bald like in the late 80s. And yeah. then now every movie he's got... Or, like, you look at Con Air, where he's this long, luxurious, <laughs> flowing hair, you know, and it's like, ah, I mean, we just kind of accept it. It's yeah, fine. when he was in the Ghost Rider movies, he had that, like, jet black hair. It was, like, <laughs> clearly, like, you were, we had way less hair in the last movie. <laughs> but who is the, uh, oh, what's his, Jeremy Piven is another guy who, like, oh, yeah. was bald on Seinfeld and now has a full head of hair. <laughs> Jeremy Piven was on Seinfeld? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, he played the... George, like the... Yeah, he was like the TV, TV version, version of George. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was like, oh, wearing... you're just like George. Yeah. <laughs> he was wearing, like, sweatpants and had a little pudge. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Also, the scene when Margot Kidder is giving the little boy alcohol... He's going to call around for me. Hey, it's yes, well, if we don't have any luck, I'll go to the police. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I don't think we're going tonight. It's a bit late to head out now. That's me, the little bugger schnockert, son of a bitch. Any yeah, food? goodbye, dear. <laughs> you aren't. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, gender swap, that's creepy. <laughs> but, the, but the way it is in the movie, it's like, oh, hilarious. But she's like... She's, the way she's talking to him, too, she's like, you want some, don't you? Come on. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, but a 22-year-old man was giving an 8-year-old girl. I don't even know if he was 8. Like, some liquor. But yeah, like, yeah. like so come just... on, you like it. <laughs> That's one of the advantages ladies enjoy, Kia. So just, this... you need to get on that. <laughs> but no, that's, because, yeah, when I saw that in the movie, I was like, that's weird. I can... Those are all my other notes. My note right under that is Peter Dash Douche. Peter Dash Douche. Yes. <laughs> I, I do want to bring up one thing, though. That we were talking a lot about Peter and how it's obvious that he's supposed to be the killer and, you know, these issues. Um, I do think that one really effective scene towards the end of the movie um, is when Jess is in, you know, Jess has discovered that Billy is inside the house, right? The cops have told her, like, hey, we traced the call and it's inside. You know, this guy's, this creep's calling from your house. And um, Billy confronts her. She goes downstairs to the basement, you know, locks herself in the basement. Um, and then Peter comes up to the basement window and he's like, hey, Jess, is that you? Mm-hmm. And Jess doesn't know what to do. Like, she's in a spot where she's like, you know, I don't know if Peter might be the killer. I don't know if I should like warn him that yeah. the killer is in this house and he needs to get the hell out of here. 
she doesn't want to alert herself to him. And, and it, I thought it was a really cool dilemma yeah. for the viewer anyway. Cause I, I mean, I'm like you, Jeff, I was pretty convinced, you know, if you kind of detach yourself or whatever, it mm-hmm. seems like he's the killer. Right. So, right. but you can see where she would be in a spot of like, I don't know what to do. Is it him? I don't right. know. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty good moment of suspense or whatever, yeah. like, like her dilemma, her Sophie's choice, if you will. Plus she looks <laughs> obviously scared and he's just like, Hey Jess, what's going on? Right. And he gets I'm just going to get really close quickly. It's like you have no redeeming qualities. Yeah, you Who be go, like, who's are you okay? Basement window yeah. anyway. Yeah, and then he smashes it in, yeah, which is really weird too, right? Kind yeah. of. I think it's I like, may have seen someone down there. Oh well. <laughs> you know, I'm going to break and enter in this house. I'm sure there will be no problems at all. <laughs> okay, yeah. So let's bring in 06 Black yeah. Xmas. So, am I yeah. reading the back of this again? Well, actually, what you're going to do is give us a synopsis. Black Christmas 2006. Written, Go for it. Written by Kia. <laughs> <laughs> the horror classic Black Christmas, which spawned a wave of hit slasher films, is reimagined. Oh, by- hold up. Okay. Do, you, do we agree with that? Did Black Christmas. You literally kind of just said that, too. <laughs> so, yeah. I was just asking if you guys agreed with that. Did the original Black Christmas spawn a wave of slasher films? It definitely seems to have spawned a wave of films involving young people being killed. It kind of inspired Carpenter with Halloween. Yeah. Because he had talked to Bob Clark about it and doing the, if he had done a sequel to Black Christmas, what would he do? And he told him he would set it on Halloween. That's how it became from the babysitter murders or whatever it's called to Halloween. Well, I've heard that too. And I've heard that uh, Bob Clark... Never really considered it like horrible plagiarism either. That he was yeah, pretty okay was, with John Carpenter yeah. kind of riffing on that idea or whatever. Isn't it um, interesting how? So, if Halloween had been called the Babysitter Murders, mm-hmm. we probably still wouldn't be talking about Halloween. No, it's just a bad not title. A bad, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It, it is. It is totally wild that I mean, there wouldn't be a 2018. Yeah, the, the Baby like Murders. How Nightmare you know? on Elm Street was going to be called uh, Dreams Dream Skill. Mm. One word. It means like dreams kill but also in your dream you have a skill to survive mm. it's way we would too not clever. be talking about it yeah, if it was yeah. not called a nightmare on elm street you try like, to explain the title and everybody's just like fuck it i'm good i don't yeah. want to watch it it's like is there a hyphen in there <laughs> but the uh i think if they called it babysitter murders then they could have they that would have actually given them more freedom to do movies in other times of the year this is true, true. It's it's just true. like now they have to figure out like how can we figure out a way to get michael myers to break out of uh yeah. The insane asylum on October twenty eighth. Right. Sir. Don't you think it's weird that we're always transporting Michael Myers on Halloween night? <laughs> nah, nah, don't worry about it. Don't, don't think about that shit. <laughs> Maybe we should wait until like I don't know. What are you a conspiracy theorist? <laughs> Shut up, John. Let's do it in like, March. No. Easter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. A group of sorority sisters, snowed in over the holiday break, tries desperately to survive the night as a relentless killer terrorizes and murders them one by one. Featuring an old-school slasher story, the modern horror touch of director Glenn Morgan, writer and producer of Final Destination, and a cast of today's hottest stars, including Michelle Trachtenberg from Eurotrip, and, I'm adding this, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Lacey Chabert... From Mean Girls and, of course, Party of Five. Katie Cassidy from When a Stranger Calls. Isn't that interesting? Oh, wow. She was in the, I assume, the remake. Yeah. Yeah. And she's also David Cassidy's daughter. Boom. 
Wow. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead from Grindhouse and um, 10 Cloverfield Lane. What are you pointing at me? (laughs) (laughs) Made more movies, Craig. And the remake of The Thing. thing, And? Black Christmas is a thrilling Hold on. Jeff wanted to say something. (laughs) I thought he was trying to tell me to hurry up. Jeff, you say your piece. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, yeah. That's, on. She's in that as well. <laughs> Black Christmas is a thrilling blood-soaked scream fest. Interestingly enough, it doesn't mention Andrea Martin, which is weird because she was in the original. Oh, yeah. SCTV. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, she claims she didn't remember anything about the original Black Christmas when she came <laughs> back for this new one. That, that, like People were kept asking her, like, so what was it like? And she was like, I don't remember. You know? <laughs> Just blacked it all out. Yeah, I mean, she's in it quite a bit. She's a pretty major character in the original, so you think she would remember just bits tiny, of it. Tiny, tiny right? bit of it. Yeah. She's like, I don't know, I showed over a weekend, I don't care. Uh, no. <laughs> Ask about SCTV, I'm proud of that. Uh, Adam, is this one that you watch every year? Do you watch? Usually, yeah. Yeah. I tend to watch it every year. Do you watch the original back to back? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what You like this one a little bit more, right? The remake? Um. I don't know if I'd say I'd like it a little bit more, but uh, it's one I always champion because it kind of got a bad rap when it first came out just because the original is so considered one of the best slashers. Right. So, or at least the forerunner to all yeah, slashers, yeah. kind of, yeah. Yeah, the, the 2006 one has like a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I thought was really low because yeah. I thought it was good, too. Um I thought it was terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's like so terrible, it's funny in parts. There was right. one part where I laughed out loud and it was like, the the icicle part. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and it infamously came out literally on Christmas Day. Oh, did remake. it? Yeah. Which I, I think is hysterical. That, that, that like, you know, one day <laughs> we're gonna make all of our money. Did yeah. you see it back then? In the theater? Not, uh, not when it first came out. It was like after it came out on DVD. But oh, I have you all beat then. Because we watched this movie recently for the well, we watched it. Yeah. Okay. The first time we watched this movie together, yeah. Craig and I. I was like, oh, this is a fun movie. I like it. Never seen it before. And then I was going back and reading one of my old diaries because I sometimes like to remind myself of how stupid I was. Kia is caressing her diary. (laughs) It has like a felt kind of cover and she was just running her fingers up and down. And there's an entry in my diary from December 28, 2006, where I started. I'm talking about, you know, it's 3.07 in the morning and blah, blah, blah. Cameron and I went to see Black Christmas tonight. And I was like, what? I saw this movie December 28, 2006 in the movie theater and did not remember. Didn't remember a thing about at it. At all. <laughs> Which is weird because, you know. Like you were on the set of the original Black yeah. Christmas. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> or maybe it's you and Cameron were doing a lot more than oh, watching the movie. No. Don't go home. Someone I grew up with from church. So. No. Ooh, maybe it's Ooh the that Black makes Christmas. it even juicier. It's the Black Christmas curse. It makes you forget. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe I didn't like it. I don't know. This seems like. If I liked it as a 36-year-old, I felt like I definitely would have liked it younger. Right. Um, and plus it had someone in it that I liked, you know. So Michelle, Michelle Trachtenberg. Um, mm. Who, by the way, in- interesting note, just for the people sitting at this table, if you go to Sam's in Hendersonville, right when you go back into the bathrooms, by that door there is a, pi- a picture of a scantily clad Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah, so someone running Sam's, <laughs> it was a, a sports bar here in Middle Tennessee, um, is a big fan. I guess. It's just there's no other picture I think of scantily clad women in this restaurant. Hmm. Just Michelle Trachtenberg, and I saw that, and I was like, 
Dawn from right. Buffy the Vampire. The kid's sister. The kid's yeah. sister. Hubba, Hubba. <laughs> and then Kia was never she heard was from ch- again. She was a child star, so it's kind of weird to see her like yeah. all Harriet sexed up. Harry yeah. the Spy. Yeah. yeah. I've actually forgotten about that. That's like the first thing I thought of when I saw her in the movie. I was like, oh, Harriet the Spy. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, let's, really quickly, let's compare the cast. I mean, which cast do you guys prefer um, between the old school one and the new school one? I like the 2006 one. Yeah? I like the Andrea Martin as the house mother better because mm-hmm. she wasn't just, you know, a drunk. And yeah, she actually seemed concerned as well. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other lady was like, whatever, it happens. Yeah. She'll she, show up. It's a she mix. had the best death in the movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the to me, anyway. She was the one person that didn't get killed by the serial killer. Yeah. She was just in the wrong place yeah. at the wrong oh, time. Oh, in, in the remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I think I like Margot Kidder better as the bad girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main girl, eh, she's okay. I like Olivia Hussey. Her... Sometimes her accent was annoying, but that's not her fault. <laughs> yeah. It, um, w- one thing about the original, did you guys catch that it was Canadian? Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Is it, like, clearly Canadian to you, Adam? Like, when you're watching it, you're just like, oh, okay. There's definitely, yeah, you can kind of tell that it's Canadian. Every now and then, some, some of the actors say, like, yeah. a boot and stuff like that. There's little little <laughs> Sorry. moments. Yeah, usually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> usually Jeff catches that. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised I didn't. Um and then, and then uh, if you notice in the credits, it talks about uh, Canadian Film Board and stuff. So I guess they got, like, grant money from, like, the Canadian government to make this huh. Christmas oh, wow. slasher movie. Um, what but, cast do y'all like better? Adam? I'd probably go with the remake cast, too. Really? Yeah. How come? It seems like they have a lot, had a lot more fun with, like... You know, she said she can't even remember being on the set of the first one. So, <laughs> right. You know? Like, totally well, forgettable. I mean, like, there's something to be said for... I mean, I think the original cast... Uh, they're dealing with. Um, I mean, they didn't know what the, what they were in, kind of right. Mm-hmm. They, they were they were probably looking at it like a psychological thriller versus a slasher, fun, you know, scary yeah. movie. And also, the original is dealing with like, you know, the issue of abortion, which then yeah. I would think would be a super hot button issue because yeah. is it Roe versus Wade, right? Mm-hmm had just passed mm-hmm. and, you know, so North America had just become a place where it was legal to have abortions. So I'm sure that was much more cutting edge yeah. in 74 than they'd totally jettison that for the remake. And they make it more about, um, uh, your rights, uh, like who's watching you and you know what I mean? Like people uploading things to the net, mm-hmm. you know, sex tapes and stuff like that. It beca- uh, that becomes yeah. kind of like the underlying, uh, sub theme or whatever you want to call it. The, I think I like the cast of the original better, mainly because that one actress who is in Party of Five and stuff has always rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> you just mm-hmm. can't send it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, it's just... I remember when that um, Lost in Space movie came out. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I was just, I, something about her. Like, I'm sure she's a nice person in real life and everything, <laughs> but just, like, watching her in movies always, I was like, eh, I is don't know it, what is, it is about Does she her. come across as too much of a goody two-shoes? Kind I don't. Of like, I think it's maybe the way she delivers her lines. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. That's a terrible. I didn't even say words. Do you remember I just, the Nickelodeon show? On, yeah. The Nickelodeon show. The was it called? Just the Thorn Birds. Yeah, wild thorn berries. The wild oh, thorn yeah, berries. Yeah, yeah. Wild thorn berries. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she did. I like how I was like, yes, that's what it was. <laughs> like, and I was totally wrong. <laughs> guys. She did a voice in that. That's so. I liked. I like. I used to like that show. But I love. Uh, what's her name? From Pilgrims, yeah, uh, Winstead. Oh, Winstead, yeah, Winstead. she's awesome. Like I loved her in uh, Fargo and mm. like everything else I've ever seen her in. Like she was, she was good in this too. But yeah. I thought the remake was. I couldn't tell her. Like, are they going to like be kind of silly to be funny? Like with the 
killer looks like a Simpsons character. He's all yellow and like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Billy Edward Lenz was born with a rare liver disease that gave him yellow skin. The mother hated Billy. He was not the child she always wanted. When she looked at her son, all she saw was her husband. You're a very interesting looking villain. Well, I think, uh, you know, again, the remake, there's not that much story to go around either. And I think yeah. they pad it with the origin story. Because mm-hmm. in this version, we get, in the remake, we get uh, everything about Billy. We know everything. And we know his lineage and how he was yeah. raised and uh, why he's obsessed with Christmas, which the original Billy doesn't seem to care about Christmas at all. Yeah. It just happens to be on Christmas. Yeah. Um, we get an origin to, in the original, Billy is talking about a girl, what's her name? Um, Agnes. Agnes. He keeps bringing up Agnes, and we don't know who the fuck Agnes is. Mm-hmm. But in this new version, we get a literal, again, we see Agnes. Mm-hmm. She becomes one of the, a major character, and we know who she is, where she comes from. Yeah. Um, Agnes was the daughter slash sister is that right yes yeah. incest and, up in the house yes. really gross. So what's weird is at the end of the movie like she looked older than billy to me and i'm like how did she get old how did she jump ahead of him she but also looked like a man she did because she was played by a man <laughs> oh real quick before, before why i don't know but she like i just wanted to make her look as ugly as possible so like she's got a dude to play <laughs> The uh, w- one quick thing I wanted to say about the party of five actor, I forgot Lacey was mm-hmm. her name. Um, she broke her ankle. Oh yeah. When when, when she was trying to get through uh, like the basement part, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, like the window to the basement slams on her, uh, slammed down on her leg, and it actually broke her ankle. And that she, they rushed her to the hospital. And uh, the ER doctor that worked on her, or the the doctor that inevitably ended up working on her ankle, uh, was Cassidy's. Father, stepdad, huh. stepdad, Katie Cassidy. Because he's oh, wow. like, yeah. she's like, I injured myself working on a movie. Yeah. He was like, Oh, is it the same movie with Katie Cassidy? That's my stepdaughter. It's yes. Like, what are the huh. odds? Well, and I just blew this everyone's is- fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm Craig. <laughs> Sign out. Um, um, no. no, go ahead. I was going to say what I liked about the first movie was that there wasn't a lot of uh, gore. Yeah. And. Oh, yeah. Um, Interesting trivia that, you know, Adam might know. Do you know about this? Why they added more gore uh, to the second no. one? No? <laughs> Probably Adam, just because they just want to go a completely different direction. That's no! Oh, You're wrong! wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the director didn't want more gore, but the Weinstein brothers oh, were behind this. Those bastards. Yeah. And they wanted more gore. Mm. They wanted more eyeballs. Put more <laughs> eyeballs in your mouth in this movie. That's another thing. I, if you listen to this podcast, you might remember that uh, I don't like I don't like seeing people eat. Uh, it's it's a thing for me when people are like chewing. It's like close ups of their mouths. And um, this new one, there were so many moments where people were eating grotesque things, and uh, we have really close up close ups of their mouths like slurping and chomping and. Yeah. My stomach was just like the flesh training. cookies. Like after the cookies, oh well, the Billy kills his mother. Yeah, and then he uses like a cookie cutter to to to, <laughs> to cut out bits of her flesh, and he bakes them. Yeah. yeah, and they come out burnt. But even when he bites into them, like white stuff comes out, like it's oh, yeah. fat or something. It's all gross. Mm. It's really gross. It's and like those are the sharpest cookie cutters ever. And he's like. <laughs> 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 It's not cutting. 
He'd been dreaming of that for a long time. Not that she didn't deserve it because yeah. she was a horrible person. I mean, they, they definitely go all the way with the origin of Billy. I mean, because, good Lord, he, uh, like, I mean, he, he has sex with his mother. Yep. They go for it. Another tidbit. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Do you know, Adam, about Billy's, what he's based on, who he's based on? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, Adam just really likes this movie. I, I didn't really expect him to know everything about it. It's based on this. We got this from DVD trivia. Uh, um, an actual serial killer named Edmund Kemper. Of course, I looked him up because I'm slightly obsessed with serial killers and why they do what they do. And he killed his mom, cut her head off, put her head on a mantle, and used it as like a dartboard. And he would also have sex with the people he killed after he killed them. That is the inspiration Make behind love. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Let's keep it classy. I just thought that was very... Because you watch this movie and you go, no one would do that. That's horrible. And then the director's like, actually, this was based on a real person. Mm. I don't think he made flesh cookies, but yeah. he did make a dartboard. So. Was his skin yellow? Uh, mm. That I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway. there, there were also like three alternate endings to this and you could tell uh, test audiences were basically like we want it bigger yeah. you can't just end like that it's gotta be bigger you know <laughs> so I mean we yeah. the ending to the, the remake is just off the charts ridiculous I mean just <laughs> uh, you know you have Billy <laughs> gets impaled on a Christmas tree and his intestines are flying oh, yeah. everywhere it's just really hilarious maybe that's the Weinsteins maybe that's yeah. what they wanted we want to see that boy eviscerated <laughs> get, get it's Get a Christmas tree up his ass. <laughs> oh, so, w- what were the standout kills? Y- you mentioned the ice, the uh, yeah, the icicle thing, icicle through the eyeball on the remake. Yeah, probably your, your Jeff's favorite. Adam, what's your favorite kill of the that two movies? Is honestly, probably my favorite too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Maybe Mary Elizabeth Winstead because what happened? She just exploded. Yeah. <laughs> she just exploded She's inside cars. the car, and you just see it's like a microwave <laughs> when you put something in. <laughs> I, I like the unicorn. I, I like just the fact that oh. in both movies, Billy selects a unicorn to yeah. kill someone, like oh, a unicorn, yeah. uh, I, what do you call it, crystal sculpture, right. and, you know, stabs people with that. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, uh, I thought it was funny, that scene where the girl's in the shower, and his eyeball is, like, underneath, like, one of the tiles. I was like, how is how is this floor holding up people? Like, this, this is the thinnest <laughs> floor no, in the world. There's no water going down to, like, my yeah. eye! He's not like, <laughs> soapy water, ah! <laughs> like, Do y'all He's just, like, poking tiles out to see more, like... <laughs> Do y'all remember... Like, eventually his penis just rises up. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, she's gonna see that. There's a scene at the end when there's, like, several of them in a bedroom, and they look up, and there's, like, the light... Uh-huh. Do y'all understand that? I can't tell. Was the light coming from a f- the ceiling floor? The- oh, it. where it was like a phone, the phone or something. Line? Yeah. Whenever they called it and it rang. Yeah. Yeah. How like, are they it, seeing that? Are they seeing I, that through the ceiling? I really, I don't know. I can never. I thought out. maybe like the the screen from the phone was so bright that it lit up <laughs> like the <laughs> <attic> <laughs> yeah. the wall. We're already talking about how paper thin these floors are. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> It's and definitely then, something you're not supposed to think about, right? I mean, yeah. I guess they're just like keep keep the action going. You won't, you know, you won't really stop and find yeah. this. Yeah. They were like at the perfect angle to see the light of the phone through that little tiny <laughs> hole, and like every time you stick his face down, they're like, I think he's watching us. <laughs> Any other observations? A couple yeah. things. Apparently, yeah. according to some website I saw, this is Steve Martin's 
favorite movie. Yeah. Like he saw really? it like 26 times or something like yeah, that. Yeah. The really? story that I heard was um, the lady that plays Jess in the original movie. I forget Olivia Hussey. Yeah. Olivia Hussey. She was uh, reading for Roxanne, right? She, they wanted her to be oh, the wow. titular character in Roxanne. Wow. And he met, uh, Steve Martin met her mm-hmm. and he mentioned like, oh, you're in my favorite movie. And she instinctually thought, oh, he must really like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> right. You know, that was the biggest movie she'd been in pretty much. And uh, he was like, no, 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 Black Christmas. I've seen it 27 times. <laughs> wow. And she was like, okay. You know, a little bit, maybe. Um, I but, don't want to read for this part anymore. <laughs> it's funny, though, because there's another weird link to Steve Martin and, you know, just people, big directors or whatever. Like, because Stanley Kubrick apparently loved The Jerk. And apparently he watched jerk, The Jerk constantly. And every time he made a movie, he would consider Steve Martin for a part and then never cast him. Because apparently, like, Eyes Wide Shut at one point had Steve Martin attached. Wow. So if you That'd can imagine, right, <laughs> at some point, you know, Steve Martin theoretically could have been in this weird sexual Christmas movie <laughs> or whatever, right? Um, it's like anyway. the alternative universe where right. Sammy Davis Jr. was Beetlejuice. Uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> um, okay. Couple more things. Oh. Apparently, also in the extras, and I guess you might have known this because you've seen this probably a lot more than we have. Like the the leg lamp from a Christmas oh, story. Yeah, I noticed that. Is in Black Christmas. I didn't notice it. I didn't the first notice time it around. It's very cool because obviously Bob Clark directed Christmas Story, and we also mentioned while we were watching it that we liked the look of the remake. It was very colorful. Yeah, mm. it has it's a almost really like cool uh, Dario Argento like Fever Dream, just like. Very jalo with the bright yellows. And yeah, reds. definitely. Yeah. And Had a cool look. It's very Christmassy too. That's yeah. what yeah. I love about it. Where the original, I mean, it's set on Christmas. They talk about it, but there's not that much Christmas theme to it. Mm-hmm. But the original, I mean, the remake is just kind of saturated in yeah. right. Christmas. And the, the remake has a lot of like, like dramatic or not dramatic, but like dynamic angles and yeah. stuff like mm-hmm. Dutch angles and stuff yeah. like that. And you also pointed out that it kind of looks seventies because even the cars. Kind of look like they were older cars. Like, yeah, I know. I know they deal with technology. I mean, there's you know computers and cell phones and stuff, but otherwise, it felt kind of out of time. Like I, I felt like a most uh, like the style of clothing and um, the cars and stuff like that. It just seemed very 70s to me. But mm-hmm. uh, I may have been just projecting, you know, the fact that the original was made in the 70s. Hmm. Anything else, Kia? That is everything. Uh, any other observations? Kind of uh, the Blu-ray you let me borrow when it opens. It says it's like a new transfer from the original. Really, and it still has all the film grain and stuff in it. I thought mm. I thought it looked really good. It like I liked how, that it has that grainy look, and it kind of makes it a little creepier looking to me. Yeah. So, Jeff is a huge fan of Halloween. Did you appreciate the original? Like when you were watching it and seeing the POV and stuff like that, were you kind of like, oh, like that's kind of one of the forerunners? Yeah, you know? it's like this is. I could see, like, I think uh, you had told me what Adam said about uh, John Carpenter being told, like, yeah, if we did a sequel, I'd set it on Halloween. Yeah, I was thinking positive like, you oh, told yeah. me that, Adam, back in, you know, back when we worked together. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think I'd read that anywhere. I'm pretty sure you told me about Bob Clark and John Carpenter, apparently, yeah. having a powwow. Oh. That's very interesting. And then John Carpenter's like, uh... I have to go. Like, where, where are you going? Like, nothing. I, I, I just remembered I have to do something. I got to be like, unrelated. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> a year like, later. Furiously. Say, like, John, what are you think. working on? Uh, <laughs> Jeff, which one do you like more of the two? I like the original more, but after talking about it, the I like the sequel in a funny way. Like, 
it was like I said, that one kill like made me laugh out loud, and <laughs> I don't know if how seriously the, it was meant to be taken, but like yeah, it definitely. If you watch it more, it grows on you. Because uh-huh. when I first watched the remake, I was like, "This is horseshit. This is yeah. nothing like the original." <laughs> but a couple years had passed. I watched it again. I was like, "No, this is a lot of fun." Yeah. yeah. And when I first watched it, I forgot it yeah, for <laughs> tw- <laughs> 11, 12 years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm Christmas watching it anew. <laughs> And you never, it's funny too, when we watched it, you, there was never a moment where you're like, this seems familiar. No. <laughs> you watched it like it was totally well, brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Like weeks later, I was reading my diary and I was like, what? I saw Black Christmas <laughs> in the movies? I supported this movie. <laughs> Kia, what about you? Which ones, what, how, how do you think they stack up? I like the look of the second one, but I think I like the first one better because I like that it's minimal on the gore. And I like that it does something that really no other slasher movie does and that you never see the killer it ends where there is no ending, really. It's still ongoing. Right. There's no, like, you got him. You got yeah. him. Yeah. They think they got him, but he's still in the house. Right. So that's crazy. Like, you don't do that nowadays. I feel like an audience nowadays yeah. is like, no, we need more gore and we need closure. Ex- closure. Well, well and that, that's definitely something they do with the remake, right? We know definitively oh, what yeah. the fuck happens to yeah. Billy and Agnes. 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 Yeah. Agnes. I mean, they die in very horrific, over-the-top, comic booky ways yeah. in the, the new one. I also wonder, in the original, like, how long after that scene where it's, like, pulling away from the house, how long after that do you think they, were, they found the bodies up in the attic? I know, <laughs> right? After a while, they'd be like, what does that smell? I mean, <laughs> like, I can only, I, can only uh, I mean, for one thing, it's the Canadian police, so they're, they're not <laughs> used to dealing with this sort of thing. But uh, it's also know what fellatio means. Oh, right, right. <laughs> very, very, very innocent Mayberry Canadian town. Yeah. Um, but but I guess they're not very well equipped as well. I mean, uh, and the dead body's like right next to the window. Like yeah. nobody walked by. Was like, why is there like with a bag over her head in the window? Yeah. yeah, what's going on? That's a weird decoration. Yeah, yeah. what's going For on? Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adam. Uh, de- uh, definitely the original. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I love the remake, but it's. Not exactly a great movie. I just love it. It's a lot of fun and just ridiculous over the top. But the original is like one of the, you know, creation of the slasher films, as we know it from like the 80s and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely go with the original. I think if you're like, I want to put on a fun movie, I think you do the second one. Yeah. But if you want to watch like, I want to watch a really uh, more cerebral horror movie, then I would put on the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, actually. I, I totally agree with you guys. The, the original, I respect a lot more for the historical document that it rec- represents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, the, you know, just kind of learning about horror movies and everything. It's, it's essential if you want to learn about the genre and everything. Um, but if you're, like, hanging out with a big group of friends and you just want to laugh and have a good time, I definitely would put on the remake. I mean, that's definitely the one to watch yeah. with a group and, uh, you know, maybe have a little bit of chatter when you're watching it. Whereas yeah. the original, you kind of need to watch it. Like, you yeah. can't really, like, you know, poke fun at it and, yeah. you know, high-five during it and everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is what I do every time I watch it. High-five <laughs> So, are we recommending these? What, what? I guess we just kind of did, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think across the board. Can I just speak for everyone? We all recommend both movies, um, especially if you're a huge fan of the genre. So. Yes. Yep. Uh, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention too is that the remake. I think also reminded me a little bit of like 
uh, maybe a slightly heightened version of Tales from the Crypt, like the TV mm-hmm. show, where it's almost like four color style. Like you can yeah. almost see like in the color scheme and everything, right, it's almost yeah. like Dick Tracy esque, mm-hmm. where it's almost like the primary colors are really heightened and uh, it's comic bookish, you know, like really over the top. And I think I kind of appreciate that. The more, like Adam said. The more times I've seen it over the past couple of years, the more I kind of enjoy those elements, you know. Dick Tracy's a great call. That's when – you know who the bad guy reminds me of? He reminds me of the yellow bastard from uh, Sin City. <laughs> Sin City. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I think they came out this, roughly the same year. Oh, yeah, you're right. I think Sin City's 05, yeah. Yeah. so it may be a little bit before uh, the remake. Maybe it's um, – Maybe that's where they got it from. A little influence, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But well used, I thought. I thought it was yeah. kind of cool that he's... Again, in lieu of giving him a mask or anything, I think that was kind of a cool idea, is just to give him like a, something to make him a little off, you mm-hmm. know? And you can identify him pretty easily. So, all right. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And I'm Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we, we just, just reviewed... Black, Black Christmas. Christmas. And, and Black, Black Christmas... Christmas. Xmas. <laughs> Listener questions, Black Christmas. This is from Twitter. Our friend Marco Estes, the blackest kid on Elm Street, <laughs> at the Anti Critic. Do you guys think Jess survived? The ending still messes with my soul. So the original Jess is asleep upstairs. And everyone thinks the case is solved, and the police and everyone just all leave at once. Everyone <laughs> yeah. leaves and clears out the house. There's a police outside. There, yeah, we, we do. We are shown that there's a, a uniform, I guess, a uniformed officer outside on the front porch smoking. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the, obviously the camera goes from her bedroom, tracks up, and we see Billy is still mm-hmm. in the attic. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go down and kill her. Mm-hmm. So, what do we think happened? What's the next 10 minutes of this movie that they kept from us? Probably the police searching the house. <laughs> That's, that would just re- really bugs me. They're like, you know, the killer's been in this house. Maybe we yeah. should look up in the attic. Right. But uh, I think he kills him. Oh, yeah. 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 You think just dies? Like, yeah, because even though there's a cop outside, she's been sedated, so he could just easily go down there. She can't scream or anything, so... Yeah. Any serial killer worth their salt would take advantage of the situation. <laughs> See, I, I disagree. I think that uh, Billy likes a good uh, fright. Like, he likes the people to be active and uh, to see him and everything. So it's if Jess is like, yeah, if Jess is like incapacitated, then. Easily just stand over her. And wait for her, like, just keep nudging her. Like, and he'll hear if someone comes in the house, just like he did with Margot Kidder's character. Yeah. I just picture him sitting next to her bed with, in a chair, like, reading a book, <laughs> waiting for her to wake up. <laughs> oh, you're awake. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he, like, uh, drips, like, cold water on her to make her, <laughs> to make her wake up. For he puts her hand in warm water. Yeah. She pees herself. Ha-ha! <laughs> 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 He's got one of those air horn things. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? Um, do you think that he eventually is caught? And, you know, leading to the Halloween-esque sequel, he's, he's institutionalized and... Well, if he was smart, he wouldn't do it because he, you know, they think the other guy killed him. So he can be like, I got away with this one. Yeah. They're, not gonna, they're not even going to look in the attic. Like, they're not going to try to find me, so... This also would have been a really... I mentioned this, like, uh, Jess, Jess's character. It could have been interesting if she had turned out to be the killer. Because she also could have gotten away with it. Because she killed her boyfriend, 
Yeah, she just oh, killed yeah. him, and they're just like, okay, clearly he, did it. he yeah. came after her. So yeah. she wakes up and she's like, "Now I got this house to myself. <laughs> yeah. Time to get an Everybody. abortion. <laughs> <laughs> abortion and some pancakes. <laughs> um, yeah." Yeah, it's time for my three o'clock abortion. <laughs> Everything ni- nicely taken care of. Start my life. Um, okay, uh, so uh, Mark also asked, uh, as for the 06 re- – oh, this is a comment. Uh, as for the 06 remake, I don't care if people hated it. It's still an annual tradition to see bitchery and blood fly on the backdrop of, X- of an Xmas setting. Mm. Um and I agree. Like, I could totally see myself. I mean, technically, I've done it the past two years, watched it, you know, around Christmas time. Um, so I could totally see myself more or less making this an annual tradition and checking it out. And just like Jeff was saying, you know, uh, kind of laughing at the hijinks and the silliness and everything. And Mark O closes it out with uh, What are your Xmas horror? I'm sorry. What are your Christmas horror traditions? And what movies, episodes, and books would you recommend? Is there anything uh, horror-related that you always do for Christmas? Other than just watch, like, horror-related, like, holiday-themed horror movies, mm-hmm. no, not really anything. Well, is there, is there really like, do. a surefire Christmas horror movie that you watch every season? Uh, these two, I always yeah. watch. Um, the... Tales from the Crypt episode and All Through the House, I watch yeah. it every I was going to say the same thing. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, I've never seen that one. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, we've we've yeah. got it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, those are the three right off the top of my head that I make sure to watch every year. Yeah, cool. Anybody else? Uh, Gremlins. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. Gremlins is is surefire. Oh. Every every year I make it an excuse to watch Gremlins again. Mm-hmm. And last year Jeff and I saw it. They had it in theaters. Um, we made a special trip oh, to see awesome. it. Yeah. It went off without a hitch. Yeah, no one talked through the whole movie at all. <laughs> I mean, like y'all are cursed. <laughs> but that this time, that's the time I actually did something. Though, remember? Yeah. Oh wait, someone did talk to them. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then Craig, I forgot. I, you said something like, "I'm just going to talk out loud through the whole movie." <laughs> and then and the guy, guy was like, "Oh, oh. <laughs> sat there." Is he talking about me? Ooh, yeah. It worked though. That guy didn't that's say funny. another word. Mm. <laughs> yeah. If I know who it is, I'm willing to do something. Yeah. But if, if I, I can't tell who is talking or uh-huh. if it's – like the last time we saw Halloween, it yeah. was the whole fucking theater. So yeah. I would have had to be like <laughs> like punching everybody, you know, like, you know why I'm doing this. You know, like, it's like we're the only people in this theater that want to watch this movie. Yeah, like why did this happen? Everybody else, it was like uh, it was like the Hangout on 90210 or something. Yeah. They were all like drinking milkshakes. and The Peach Pit. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Kia, what about you? Any traditions? I don't have any – Christmas horror traditions because when it comes to Christmas, I'm usually a traditionalist. I like Christmas music, Nat King Cole. Well, you know, ghost stories are a tradition for uh, Christmas time. But to answer tried the question, and true. to answer the question, I do have Christmas-related oh. recommendations. Oh God! <laughs> well, I mean, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So he mentioned books, right? Yes. So I think a great Christmas horror book is Nosferatu. By oh, I thought you meant just Christmas. Recommendations. No, I thought you were going to be all like. Now you're uh, interested. Garfield's Christmas. No. <laughs> what's what's that movie? Home Alone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I'm sorry. So, but Nosferatu by Joe Hill. It's a great one. Um, and there's also like a like a companion um, comic book called Wraith. Welcome to Christmas Land because Nosferatu is about this creepy character who runs this creepy place called Christmas Land, but it's all very evil and creepy. Um. He abducts children and yeah, like 
they lose their souls in Christmas land. They think it's like this jolly place, but it's kind of like feeding off of them or whatever. So it's, it's oh, a really interesting. Really cool. I think it's supposed to be a, I thought it was supposed to be a movie or something, yeah. but anyway, Nosferatu. And, um, and explain real quick how Nosferatu is spelled. Oh, it's spelled N O S four a two because it's a license plate. Yeah, it's oh, not like Nosferatu, okay. the yeah. word, or the, you know, It's really cool. And it's vampire. by Joe Hill, obviously, that's Stephen King's son, so I have to, I don't know why I always have to put that in there. As, as, I'm sure as he, if, he appreciates it. He probably doesn't, as if the description <laughs> isn't enough. Never but anyway. get out of that shadow. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help that he looks exactly <laughs> like oh, yeah. <laughs> And there's also apparently an episode of American Horror Story Asylum called Unholy Night, which is about um, a, a serial killer or whatever who dresses up as Santa Claus. Um, I had to Google this because I had to remind myself of horror-themed Christmas episodes because the things I watch, I couldn't think of any of them. Yeah. Um, um, so I've seen Asylum, but I haven't seen Asylum since it came on, so it's been a while. But that is an episode. So there you go. Um, yeah, I, I co-sign everybody's recommendations. Uh, kind of piggybacking off of Adam's Tells from the Crypt episode. Uh, there's the original 70s TV. Or I think it's it's theatrical movie, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I believe it came out theatrically. Yeah. It's Joan Collins and Peter Cushing. It's yeah, Tales yeah. from the Crypt from the early 70s. Um, and it's an anthology <clears throat> movie. And one of the chapters involves the All Through the House yeah. um, with Joan Collins or whatever with those killer I, Santa Claus. I think that's on Amazon Prime. It is. It's, Have you it's, seen it? Uh, no, but I saw that it was on there because I was flipping through movies the other night, and I was like, ooh, I want to watch that. So I put it, mm-hmm. I added it to my list. Of it's it's so. really well done. You've seen it. I haven't. I've seen, oh, really? I've seen that uh, segment of it. Like, they hit someone posted it on YouTube. I've mm-hmm. never sat and watched, like, the whole anthology. The whole thing is good. And, um, we watched it, like, yeah, <laughs> just a few nights week. ago. Yeah. yeah, It was really good. Yeah, we, we really enjoyed it. And Peter Cushing's story, I think, is really well done. And apparently, in real life, his wife had died uh, just like a few months before the film and they had him in mind for a different part, but the part that he ended up being attracted to was also dealing with the death of his wife or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like when he is, uh, you know, like he's acting in this part or whatever, you can tell there's like something heightened going on. You know what I mean? There's something special about it. So his segment is really cool. I thought his acting in it. Future pick for the podcast. Yeah, maybe especially while it's on prime and people can access it pretty easily. So, um, all right, great questions, Mark. Really appreciate it. Uh, moving on to Justin at Scroll Saw Scrib on Twitter. Uh, could you make a Santa and Son of Sam mashup where Comet is badgering Santa to kill and Santa does it? I don't understand what you just said. So, <laughs> Son of Sam, the Son of Sam killer, mm-hmm. claimed that like a dog was talking to him oh, okay. and telling him to kill people. Okay. So, what Justin is asking, very, very thoughtful question is would there possibly be a Santa Claus killer movie where Comet, the reindeer... Why is it, does it have to be Comet? I don't know. It could be any of them. But he picked Comet, <laughs> is talking to Santa like, you got to kill him. You got to kill him, Santa. You got to kill him. Would that, that would be... be I would, that's the type of movie I'd want to watch. That sounds amazing, actually. <laughs> what was that movie where the wrestler played Santa Claus? It was Santa like, Slay. Yeah. That movie's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Justin... Justin is a follower of ours on Twitter... Who is a f- friend of ours? He does like really great woodworking. We have it. Oh here. yeah, yeah. He, do- he does the uh, oh, you know. He's a really great artist, good friend. But he always slides into my DMs on Twitter, and he's uh-huh. like, "Hey, why aren't you doing a uh, Santa Slay? Why aren't you doing that movie? Why aren't you doing that one?" And I was like, "We're doing Black Christmas." He's like, "Well, you could still work in Santa Slay, right?" You know, he's always sending me gifs of you know Santa Slay and all this stuff. So he's obsessed with that movie, apparently. 
Um, next maybe, year. Yeah, maybe <laughs> next year that'll be the Christmas episode. Have you ever seen it? No. No. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's on yeah. de- We looked it up. It's on demand. Yeah. I don't know if it's for free or not. Yeah. But, yeah. Chris Kattan is in it? Yeah. Oh, well, I got to see it. <laughs> Your favorite, Chris Kattan, you know. <laughs> Uh, the next question from Justin is another kind of, uh, you know, thought-provoking scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Christmas morning, and you open your first gift, and it's a bloody knife. What do you do? Clean it. Lick it. Oh. oh. No. Well, that's, oh, hey, that's one and the same. You both had the same idea. Jeff stole it. my answer. I was <laughs> for sure going to lick it. You just clean it and put it in your butcher's block. Now you got got another utensil. Yeah, no one questions who it came from or... <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, that like happens it, next. Yeah. 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 I probably just like cleaned the evidence off. It was probably involved in a murder and I was just like, meow, meow, meow. Yeah, you'll get away with it. I, w- I would uh, call the police. That seems pretty ir- uh, irrational, Sarah. I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the questions, Justin. By the way, Justin asked about 17 questions, and I picked a couple. Oh. So <laughs> Just the highlights. Yeah. So he, he might uh, be included in a future episode. So. Also, another thing you could do is ask why it's bloody. <laughs> <laughs> who would why? you ask? Whoever gave it to you. Like, look at... Who gave me this? Why is this bloody? But what, what if it's anonymous? Yeah, I think the scenario oh. is like you're opening presents and okay, you don't realize like who it's one. from. Yeah, like maybe you... I would just ask around the room, like, who gave me this? And if <laughs> everyone was like, I don't know, I'm like, okay. Yeah, so I'm licking it. <laughs> 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 right. Looks like blood. Let's make sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's definitely blood. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, that's pretty Getting my iron. Blood. <laughs> um, so moving on to Instagram, we have Robbie at Silver Shamrock. Who Robbie also sent us a great uh, Christmas card that was Black Christmas themed, which is on our IG if you guys want to check it out. Half-ass forecast. Um, questions, comments, and snide remarks about Black Christmas. I don't particularly love either, but feel com- uh, compelled to watch both every year. The original movie uh, moves at a glacial pace. A trademark of Canadian horror, and there's no sense of foreboding or any real scares. I kind of disagree with that. Uh, the 06 version paces better, but the incesty backstory with Billy is a turnoff. As incest should be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was supposed to be appealing, really. But <laughs> there's tantalizing. In the original Black Christmas that we were watching last night, when um, she's on the phone, uh, Olivia Hussey's character is on the phone, and Andrea Martin's character is sitting next to her or across from her. And there is some creepy shadow in the back. And I asked Craig, I was like, is something moving? Yeah. And it didn't look like a person. It just looked like a shadow. And that was creepy enough. It was creepy, I don't even know if it was supposed to be. I was going to say, like, I don't know if it's like an accident, like a happy accident. <laughs> and there's like, well, I guess it's in here. You know, it didn't look very intentional to me. <laughs> um, but I can totally, I sympathize with what Robbie's saying, that the original was very slow paced and everything, especially by modern standards. I kind of understand that, but... I think there's a lot of scenes with tension and, um, like, I, to say I was scared might be pushing it a little bit, you yeah. know, but but I still had, like, a heightened sense of reality yeah, watching it. Is it is definitely you know? some tense parts to yeah. it. But I, I do agree, too. It is it is one that in certain parts, if I'm tired, I will definitely fall asleep. <laughs> <during it>. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. But, but and I think the the 06 version is like purposely over the top and mm-hmm. gross and trying to kind of like turn your stomach sometimes and mm-hmm. um, so it's definitely if that's not your taste then one to skip I guess yeah right? so and I'm personally not a fan of gore but like the gore in this one was so over the top and silly that it didn't it didn't gross me out that's as why much, I kind of so. I compared it to Tales from the Crypt because it seemed very like 
comic bookish, like yeah. kind of like fun, silly um, gore. It didn't seem like the type of thing where you watch it and you go, "Ooh, that hurt!" Oh no, you know yeah. that type of thing. That's how I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's more like, "Oh, he's eating the eyeball." Ah. His eyeball. He's never getting that back. <laughs> um, Do you think he's watching the teeth come down? <laughs> oh, yeah, ow! Ow! <laughs> no. Uh, he, Robbie goes on, uh, do you think that the 74 Black Christmas exists in the same universe as Bob Clark's other seminal classic, A Christmas Story? Mm-hmm. Could Mrs. Mack be the old man's sister? Maybe Billy is a Canadian cousin of the Bumpuses or Scott Farkas? <laughs> yes. Could they possibly coexist? The original Je- sure. Christmas yes. Story. No, wait. The original Black Christmas and, and, and Christmas, Christmas Story. story. Sure. Both directed by Bob Clark. They really exist in the same universe. A Christmas Story is a prequel. To Black Christmas. Mm. Mm. There you go. Maybe uh, maybe it was Ralphie up in the, the attic. Ooh. Hey. Mm. Ooh. No. <laughs> We're on to something. I could, yeah. I could see that. I like that. <laughs> we should, they should sell it as like a, a double feature. <laughs> yeah. yes. I'll stab your eye out, kid. <laughs> like, no! No, <laughs> Yeah, like it, it includes a quote from A Christmas Carol or A Christmas Story, and uh-huh. it's like, you know, like... Don't say the F word, Billy, or I don't know what the fuck, I don't know what the Christmas story, <laughs> yeah. but then like the, the quote from Black Christmas is like, <laughs> <laughs> like the phone calls. Sure. It's got to be like the C word. I can't even say it out yeah. loud. Like it's got to be like, you know, I can smell your C word. You oh, know, God. like that's the thing. Oh, All right. Goodness. Classy. Uh, <laughs> I think that was the line from, uh, uh, yeah, from Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Like, I, he said, I can smell your, you know. uh. <laughs> Yeah, and then he throws uh, ejaculation. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was just on last night. Yeah. Uh, we were watching it. And I reveled but in those moments. On the um, and Robbie concludes with, why... Okay, he says, why do you like Christmas horror? For me, I like the juxtaposition of really bad things happening against the backdrop of something that's supposed to be so beautiful and serene. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Craig's Dramatic belch. Pause. Uh, belch. There, I'm sorry. I'm having a Dr. Pepper. Uh, Adam, you want to take that one? Uh, really off? just simply from, I just love holiday horror in general. Whatever the holiday is, if there's a horror movie related with it, uh, I'm probably going to like it. Why? So like- though, yeah, like why Why is a holiday kind of joined with a horror movie? Why does that kind of like make it special, do you think? I really don't know. Yeah. It's just something about... I guess just because I love both those. I love the holidays and I love horror, so mix them together. Yeah. Hmm. And it gives you like a horror movie to watch for every well, holiday. Yeah, you always get that tradition. <laughs> you have an excuse. Yeah. I think that's why I love Halloween so much, loving horror movies, because it's like I, I have like a full month mm-hmm. of carte blanche. Like I can, yeah. I can watch horror movies and no one really thinks anything of it. Because growing up, you know, especially yeah. around here, people think it's weird if you like horror movies, yeah. right? So maybe that's there's something to that. Like if there's an Easter horror movie, you're like, ha ah, like I, you know. <laughs> Like, yes. I, have, I have an excuse to watch Critters too, you know. So. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess Christmas horror movies is interesting just because, you, yeah, if you go down, if you went to On Demand and look at their Christmas movies, it all looks like the same type of movie. There's always like a romance behind it. Yeah, it's you two know, white people looking at each other, going like, "Ooh, looking at each other." I'm in love. Oh longingly. yeah, like those Hallmark movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hallmark yeah. movies. It's like yeah. Every yeah. one of them, the covers look the same. It's like like a waspy looking couple. 
looking at each other, yeah. and the girl's like, oh, you, you know, and the guy's gruff, like, mm. So when you see something, like, that's horror-related, it kind of makes you go, well, that's different. So I think mm. I like it because it's different. I tend to like horror movies on Valentine's Day more than horror movies on Christmas, just because I feel like Valentine's Day is a sham. And um, <laughs> so I like to watch horror, horror movies around Valentine's Day. Cause I think it's all like, we all, we love each other. Here's your, your roses that I just bought at Publix 30 minutes ago. Um, so yeah, Craig, oh, God. <laughs> no, no. Oh, our dirty laundry for everyone no. to see. No, like when I've gone to Publix, I've seen people like buying flowers that the day of, and it's like, is this a last minute thing? Oh no. I've noticed at the grocery store too, where it's I like, mean, yeah. you see all these people getting cards and, and flowers. It's like, why are you even doing this? Like if you're waiting to like the day of to get this garbage. It like, seems like a phony holiday that kind of like Christmas it's become just a, 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 an excuse to buy stuff. So I tend to like horror movies more on Valentine's day than Christmas, but I like them both. Fair enough. Okay. That concludes oh. our Q&A with the listeners. Uh, really good questions and observations, though, guys. Thank you for sending them in. Mm-hmm. Are we ready to jump into horror trivia? You want mm-hmm. to go for it? Balls out? Yes. That's the way I like it. <laughs> the blackest of Christmases. Half-ass horror trivia. It is time once again for half-ass horror trivia. Your host Craig. Joining us today, Jeff, returning champion. Great to be here. Kia, former champion. It's okay to be here. <laughs> oh. And the new kid on the block, Adam. Uh, uh, I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. Without further ado, holiday horror trivia. What was Bob Clark's last directorial effort before his death in 2007? Any guesses? I think I have an idea, but I'm going to... I'm not positive. Fair enough. Kia, do you have a guess before I give the options? No. Choices. A, Super Babies, Baby Geniuses Part 2. B, The Karate Dog. C, Danger Baby. D, Headspace. That's it? That's all the options. (laughs) Kia. (laughs) Yes, Kia. (laughs) Headspace. That's incorrect. I am. Jeff. Yes, Jeff. Danger Baby. Danger Baby is incorrect. Also, a fictional movie Craig puts in every... (laughs) I just like the name Danger Baby. (laughs) I gotta... I know that he did the first... Adam, you're talking out of turn. You have to say your name. Adam, I apologize. (laughs) I'm a rookie. Sorry. Very well. Continue. You know what? Let's go... uh, Baby geniuses too. Damn it! In fucking oh, correct. Uh, <laughs> what's the? It was the, the karate, karate dog. dog. That was his final movie. That's it's a, a TV real movie? movie. Yeah. I thought that was one you made up. No, <laughs> I knew what? it was one he did, but I didn't know if it yeah. was before the second Baby Geniuses. Yeah, Super Babies, Baby Geniuses two, and Headspace were directed by Bob Clark, but they weren't his last movies. So, oh. so this is the same guy that same director that had these obscene phone calls. Yeah, he did. And now the he's baby like Baby Geniuses and Karate Dog. And Karate yeah. Dog. <laughs> But not danger, baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Bob Clark directed what sex comedy sequel? Kia. Yes. Oh. Porky's 2? Full title. <laughs> Still porking? No. <laughs> no, I'll give it to you. Porky's 2 the next day. Man, I had American Pie 2, riskier business, losing it again. <laughs> I was like, ready. I didn't think anybody would jump in with it. Um, which of the following songs is not featured in Black Christmas 1974? White Christmas, Jingle Bells, O Come All Ye Faithful, Silent Night. Which is not... Kia. Yes, Kia. White Christmas. That's correct. I am on a fucking roll. <laughs> oh. Jeff and Adam, your manhood is being challenged. Oh, no. <laughs> Olivia Hussey went on to star in what Stephen King adaptation? Oh. Any guesses? What the fuck? I can't I don't know. Mini Stephen King adaptation. Uh, Kia. Yes, Kia. No. Cujo. Incorrect. Oh, Jeff. Yes, Jeff. Pet Cemetery. Incorrect. Adam, do you have a guess or would you like to hear the options? So. Oh. I know it. It's too late. <laughs> so the options are A, Cujo, B, It, C, Pet Cemetery, D, Christine. Christine. Incorrect. It was it. Damn it. Was it? Yes. Jesus. I knew it. At first I thought it might be Carrie, but then I think we had mentioned this before or when we looked her up. It yeah, was like a who wants to be a, be a millionaire moment where they take away two of the options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what famous Christmas carol was the first song broadcast from space in 1965 as the astronauts from Gemini 6 sang it? Well, actually, they played a harmonica, harmonica version of it. But what was the famous what famous Christmas carol was the first song broadcast from space? Jeff. Yes. Jingle bells. You are correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just thought that's the easiest one to play. <laughs> yeah, my other options. I had like Santa Baby and Frosty the Snowman, and it's like playing that in a harmonica. Really yeah. tough. Uh, what Christmas film enjoys a cameo by the dashing and charming Donald Trump? Kia. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely Kia. Home alone too, lost in New York. You should take some points away for singing. <laughs> <laughs> I should get points for singing. Is that right? No, but yeah, it, is, it is right. You don't get extra points for singing it. Yeah, <laughs> it is right. Yeah. I, I'm shocked I, you didn't give me pushback on like dashing and charming. You were too excited, and now you're still dancing. All right, fair enough. <laughs> yes. I was just gonna say I completely forgot my name. I was trying to think of the say my name. Well, you're you're kind of at a handicap. It's your first yeah. time, so. And you've been up for like 24 hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should mention that on you air. Say, yell out, hello. Instead, if you forget your name, just say, uh, me. It's me. Uh, Adam has been awake for how long? How many hours? Uh, since, since 5 o'clock yesterday. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah. Afternoon? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And he has kids. Pretty intense. So... Yeah. All for the love of podcasting. <laughs> Carrying on. Good right. right. <laughs> Which Black Christmas 2006 star has gone on to feature in 10 and counting Christmas movies, most of them for Hallmark? Which Black Christmas 2006 star has gone on to feature in 10 and counting Christmas Kia. movies? I only know one actor's name. <laughs> Kia. Katie Cassidy? Incorrect. Damn it. It, can I just? Oh, say you gotta say your name first. I'm just asking a question. Oh. Can I say the name, not the name of the character, but can I just say the 
person they played in the movie? Is that good enough, or do I have to know their name? Got to know their name. Well, okay. well I don't know. You did- Adam. Oh. Uh, Lacey Sherbet or whatever? Oh. Yes, that is true. Right. She, if you look up her IMDb, it is outrageous how many of these things she's been in. And, like, they all have the same cover of her, like, I don't know. <laughs> and, like, there's a guy standing over her, like, ooh. I've seen her in these little snippets because I watch Hallmark, not their movies, but, like, Frasier and Golden Girls. Yeah. And I could not think of her. The only two people I could think of was Katie Casty and Michelle Trachtenberg. And I knew it wasn't Michelle Trachtenberg. I was thinking it was the boyfriend. So that, I would have well, got it wrong anyway. It's funny because in my <laughs> options, I included the guy that played Billy. I was like, Robert Mann. You know? <laughs> um, so Adam on the board. Nice. Excellent. I thought it was a guy from the sex tape. That guy. <laughs> I was like, he, he looks, like, been. He he looks, looks like, like a guy that would be in Hallmark movies. For sure he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, Black Christmas director Glenn Morgan directed what other horror remake? Kia. Yes. When a stranger calls. Incorrect. Um... Any guesses before I give the options? I'm going to go options. Yeah, I need options. A Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Willard. Dawn of the Dead. Adam. Yes. Willard? That is correct. I knew it wasn't Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, Zack Snyder Jam. That's basically what I did was just uh, (laughs) cancel all the other ones out. (laughs) I know the directors of those. Uh, Number nine. What is the name of the first ghost to visit Ebenezer Scrooge? Jeff. Yes. The ghost. Oh, no. Oh, oh, I got close. I almost said the wrong one. It's his boss. No. Uh, Old Man Withers. I forgot his name. (laughs) It's not his boss. Kia. Oh. Uh, Do you have any other before you you want to hazard a guess? It was... uh, why can't I think of it? The name is escaping me. Everyone's yelling in their phone like, it's... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Wrong, Jeff. Kia? Oh, Bob Marley? That was his, uh, oh. his employee. Wasn't it? Z- Ziggy Marley. <laughs> uh, yes. Let's take the options because I have no clue. <laughs> Douglas Marley? Marcus Marley? Marley Douglas? <laughs> Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley? Correct. Yeah. Dude, that was easy once you had your choices. <laughs> well, he was patient and let you guys... That is true. Bob Marley, man. <laughs> All right, so this is going to put everyone on the hot seat. You do have the Wait, option... Wait, is Bob Marley a character? In, or is that literally was the, the reggae singer? I think I, I think I got confused. I thought... Remember his, the guy who was who, the father of Tiny Tim? I forgot his name, name, though. Is it Cratchit? Bob Cratchit. Oh, that's so it. I told yeah. you to just say yeah. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> just like two characters' names no, mashed together no to make... Man, no <laughs> yeah. I thought for sure someone would say Marley, so I, like all my options were Pop. variations on Marley. Bob Marley. <laughs> um, so uh, this is... I'm going to challenge you guys, okay? This is worth... What, what, what's, what's, the, what's the... Jeff has two. I have... Six. I can't do math. Adam has four. Two, four, six. So this is worth three points. <laughs> so Adam could possibly win. Jeff Fucking right. Could not. Are you trying to make it so that everyone has a chance? Yes. How many points would he need? Five. Five? Okay. So, so five. this special question is worth five points. Sing a Christmas song of your choice. What? Yeah. That's it? That's it? Yes. Go. Um, 
Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost sniffing at your nose. Wrong! No, kidding. <laughs> no interruptions, please. Oh, sorry. Yuletide carols. Oh, yeah. Being sung by a choir. <laughs> mm. And folks dressed up like Eskimos. <laughs> Everybody knows. Ooh. A turkey and the mistletoe. Okay, very good. Yeah! Jeff, I see you lubricating, <laughs> getting ready. <laughs> Give it to us. Christmas song of your choice. Um... Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey. Okay, well, uh, Adam. <laughs> Adam, do you have a Christmas song for us? Um, let's see. I don't know if I should do that to the listeners. Uh, balls out. It's a balls-out Christmas here at Half-Ass Horrorcast. It's <laughs> a funny Christmas song. I'm trying to. I was trying to think of a funny one, but uh, I'm blanking. Yeah. I thought for sure Kia would do like Christmas. That's the first time I came to my. Now I'm thinking of Merry Christmas, baby. Because <laughs> <laughs> I figured the f- a funny one would win, but I couldn't think of one. Adam, you want to take a stab, or do you want to pass? I'll pass. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> Kia is a clear winner. Yeah. Well, I don't like Christmas music. I'm not big. So. Do you have another question? Either, so. Nope. That was it. That was cl- that was clearly designed for me to win. <laughs> <laughs> Kia, you are the the absolute winner of our Christmas horror. So many horror yes. questions. How does it feel? It feels amazing. It feels amazing. I, I won. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, what, what, was, what, what, were the, what was the point breakdown? Let's hear it. <laughs> Jeff two, Adam four, <laughs> Kia eleven. Oh yeah, just, it's a blowout, baby. Just because the last one was, was worth five absolute points. Absolute slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> the kiss, the Christmas queen. <laughs> Kia, do you have a segment for us this week? I do. What is it called? It's time (laughs) to go beyond the lines. With me, Kia McLean. This is where you ask hard-hitting journalistic (laughs) questions about the horror genre. So, I have a couple questions. My first question is, what about Christmas? What about it? (laughs) (laughs) What's something that's totally normal about Christmas that if you took it out of the Christmas season would be creepy? Or, for those of you who hate Christmas, what is something you find just creepy about Christmas? Adam? I can start. Uh, something that's definitely normal, seems like, with Christmas, but is insanely creepy, is having kids go sit on a stranger's lap. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, start just telling them, like, what they want, where they live, all this stuff. Yeah. It's like, you would never do that in any other situation, yeah. ever. <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah, especially just like a, a fat guy with a scraggly beard. <laughs> like, go sit on that guy's lap. Yeah, it's very counterintuitive to what you teach children yeah. their whole lives about talking to strangers. And Like yeah. if it was the middle of June and there's just someone in the mall. It's like, hey, kids, come sit on my lap. Tell me what you want. He's got a gray beard. Sure, this will be fine. <laughs> yeah. It's never too early. <laughs> good. That's a great one. Jeff, you got one? Mine was similar where it was, uh, you know, just the idea of, like, the story of Santa Claus where this a guy sneaks into your house at night <laughs> yeah. and yeah. drops stuff off. And you're like, you're just like allowing some stranger to come in your house. He also has the power of God and can, oh, like, yeah. he knows everything that you do at all times and yeah. everyone in the world. I mean, that's like 7 billion people. He's yeah. taking checks, you know, yeah, and right. figuring out. Yeah. He He's just basically if... stalking you. He knows oh, yeah. when you're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That song is that, creepy. Yeah. yeah. He sees you when you're sleeping. Yeah, he knows, knows when you're awake. That should be a warning song. Really what it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, not to be blasphemous, but that's God. So if you're creeped out by Santa Claus, <laughs> yeah. you should be creeped out by God. Yeah. Yeah. The oh. ultimate authority. Can Santa watch me go poops? <laughs> <laughs> um, those are great. I mean, uh, the one I was thinking of... Uh, is this the, the concept of Frosty the Snowman is really creepy and sad? You know, just to think that this thing that you build for fun could potentially come to life and have a soul and you'd have to worry about it melting. And this is yeah. like all these neurotic things kind of pop into my head as a kid. You know, like, do I want to build a snowman and potentially have it die? Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and there's that animated thing, the snowman, um, that's like very horribly uh, depressing where a kid builds a snowman, it comes to life and... They had this adventure together, and he wakes up in the morning, and the snowman has melted away. Yeah. And he's like, no. You know, it's, like, very sad. It's like the Velveteen Rabbit style yeah. thing where you just don't want to picture those things being sentient, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Like the one with uh, Michael Keaton where he's a oh, snowman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. I'm your dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to melt tomorrow. It's going to be 60 degrees. <laughs> don't, you want, don't you want to spend time with me, son? I'm a motherfucking snowman. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like the sentimentality of Christmas is kind of creepy in a weird way. Cause again, like you were saying, Kia, or like implying that any other season, you don't really have that baggage. You don't have to yeah. worry about <laughs> those sort of things. So, um, what about you? you, you Mine would question, be, what? um, elf on a shelf. Oh yeah. Cause if I understand it correctly, it's like an elf that sits in your house and it, you can tell your kids it's watching you. Right. Yeah. yeah and you can like move it around. It's like right. Santa spy cam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if that was, like, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm surprised a horror movie hasn't been made about that. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like a heightened version of Santa because you have him physically there yeah. to kind of, like, like, a tangible evidence of, you know, this creepy thing. I remember, like, five or six years ago, I went to my sister's apartment, and there was one of them. <laughs> she had one, like, sitting somewhere, and I picked it up. I was like, what is this thing? I see these things all the time. And my cousin, my nephew was just looking at me like... Oh, because <laughs> oh, they're not supposed to touch it. Or yeah, anything, he's right? like, you're yeah. not supposed to touch that. I was like, that is why? creepy. <laughs> he's like, you're not supposed to do it. You're just like, you, you just screwed this up for me, dude. There's a so lot of, like, oh, I'll put it back. It is creepy. Though. It is weird. There's a lot of like fear involved in, <laughs> in Christmas time, right? Where the kids, yeah. where they're like, oh, no, you know. It's like, um, oh, you done fucked up now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Another That's, question is not Christmas related, but... It's a fun one. If you could um, go back into a horror movie and save a victim, who would it be and why? And it can't be a child. 
I forgot about the child part because that was going to be one of the... <laughs> Why can't it be a child? Because that's easy. This is like an obvious... Yeah. yeah. Well, who, who would the child be in your case, Jeff? Just out of curiosity. I was thinking that scene of Frankenstein where he throws the girl in the oh, water. Yeah, yeah. So good. Who are you? I'm Maria. Will you play with me? I can make a boat. See how mine floats? No, you're hurting me! No! That's a great but, uh, one, too, because that also, like, <laughs> makes, uh, it puts, like, the monster on a chopping block, too. Yeah. He did something he didn't really intend to do, so it's yeah. sad for him as well. Yeah. I would just be, like, waiting under the water for a bullet, and I'd be like, <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> it's there all okay! Go. See? Yeah. You're fine. Oh, you don't have to run away. He's, okay. He's fine. I would save the kid in Pumpkinhead with the Coke bottle glasses. Oh, um, yeah. I, too, once had Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> mm. All right. No more kids getting no saved. Kids. Fuck them! All right. Adults. Adults only. Let's start with Adam. Okay. Uh, the only one I could think of right off the top of my head was Randy from Scream 2. Yeah. Why are you even here, Randy? You'll never be the leading man. Fuck you! No matter how hard you try, you'll never be the hero, and you'll never, ever get the girl. Hey! Shit! Sorry. Hey, man. Wrong guy, dead boy. Like, oh, just because okay. that kind of hits close to home. Just Basically, like, like me. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, and I, I almost, I was so sure you were going to say that, Adam, that I came up with, like, optional, like, other versions. You know, because that, that was going to be my first choice as well. I was so. like, I know one of them will choose Randy, so I need to come up with something yeah. else. And I completely failed. I couldn't come up with anything else. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just do Randy. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go first. <laughs> nice. Great choice. Why not set your goals higher, huh? You want to be one of the big boys? Huh? Manson, Bundy, OJ, Um, just out of curiosity, how do you think that would have altered the movies going forward? Would he just gotten killed in part three? He'd probably be the <laughs> more, opening more character, likely, right? It's I mean, shocking he made it past the first one, really, right. to be yeah. honest. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, because he was in part three technically, so right. I don't know how much it would have like changed it, really. Right. Other than he could die in that one. Hmm. So. Maybe he's just like, you know what? I've had enough of this. Sit in your bad news. And he just moves away. <laughs> That's what it is. He just abandons her. He's like, he's like why am I still it? living and in this town? <laughs> and yeah. he sends in through the internet. He sends in the video that you see in Scream 3. Yeah. But he's yeah. living. He's like married with kids. Yeah. Stuff like that. Witness protection. He's yeah. <laughs> like, I know your life sucks. Mine's great. But here, this will help you. Bye. Um, Jeff, do you have an adult that you would save? Um, hmm. It's funny because the first thing I thought of was Randy, too. But, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know. Come back to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, w- I also want to tell you about a fantasy I have. Okay. Oh. Is, is, it, is this related? related? Oh, really? no. I just want everyone to know about this fantasy. <laughs> so I'm on a horse. No, uh, no, I, uh, it, it's, it's, it's kind of related to this, right. but I'll. Well, I mean, I, I just want to really quickly say that, uh, I'm throwing out the idea that, 
these deaths make the movies better sometimes because yeah. sometimes they do and like you have to kind of respect that like a writer sometimes has to kill characters mm-hmm. to heighten the intensity or make make you scared as a viewer and that sort of thing so i kind of understand why some of these characters have to die randy's a great example because i mean that definitely heightened scream 2 when randy dies you're like holy shit anyone can literally yeah. die now Shit's gotten real. yeah it's got <laughs> exactly it got real so as much as i I totally would pick him first. I have to concede that it was a good option to kill him in a way, mm-hmm. you, you know. Um, but piggybacking off that idea, um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, uh, the Dream Master, they make a point of killing off all the Elm Street kids in the first act. So all the Dream Warriors get killed. The mm-hmm. Dream Warriors that I loved a lot in Part yeah. 3, mm-hmm. they all get offed very unceremoniously, one by one. Um, and I think that's something I would change if there was a way for me to like, uh, help them out or like, Hey, you guys all need to team up, you know, be, be ready for them or whatever. I think that would be something I would like to save the dream warriors, Kincaid, Kristen and Joey. Yeah. yeah. So, which I, I agree. That's, that's actually a great one. I wish I had thought of that actually, <laughs> what because it? it, like you said, like not only just cause they die, they're just, it's just like, they just get thrown. It's just like, we're going to kill them in like the first 20 minutes. Right. They, they really want to get them out of the way to move to these new characters. And it just feels like why, you know, we really established these guys in part three and they were fun characters and they're still young. Um, and they're also, it's noted in part three, they're the last Elm Street kids. Like they're the last ones that their parents actually killed, you know, took part in killing Freddy Krueger. Yeah. From there on out in the franchise, he's just killing random kids that yeah. happen to live nearby, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought it was just kind of an unceremonious way to get rid of those characters. And I definitely wanted to see them, uh, you know, be major characters in part four. I love part four though, by the way, I don't, I don't mean to trash that movie, but I would definitely say the, the, the dream warriors, dream warriors, I'll save ya. I picked um, Violet from Friday the 13th Part 5. She's um, She has a short blonde hair. She's the one that's like... Yeah. Does like, the dance? Like yeah. doing the dance in her room when she gets killed. Because I yeah. always like that scene. She looks really cool. She's cute. Her dancing <laughs> is cool. She's not hurting anybody. She's just, like, working on her moves, and he kills her. I was like, oh, okay. That's my first one. My second one is Danny Trejo's character in Rob Zombie's Halloween, because (laughs) when I watched that movie for the first time, I thought, oh, Danny Trejo's character has been with Mike Myers since he was a kid. Michael Myers is not going to kill this guy. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) This is going to be the one guy that gets away. And he kills him. I was coming your way, so it's like there's nothing you can do 
to keep Michael Myers from killing you, no matter how nice you are to him or anything. He's again, pure the, evil. Was, that's that's yeah. the whole point of, of establishing that character is, yeah. you know, that's the whole point of killing him is to show. That's, that's what, uh, uh, like, I've heard of people being upset. This is slight spoilers for Halloween 2018. Have you seen the new Halloween? I don't yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, some people were upset that the boyfriend survives Halloween 2018, the boyfriend of the teenager. Because oh, yeah, yeah. some, some people are like, you know, he was a jerk. He deserved to get killed. But again, that's the whole fucking point of Mike Myers is that he doesn't discriminate. He's not like not trying, avenging yeah, broken hearted teenager. Absolutely. Yeah. Michael Myers is not an avenging angel. So he's not, he's just killing at random. So yeah, it's kind of silly. It comes across his path. Right. Yeah. right. So yeah. I think it's totally fitting that the, the boyfriend survived. I almost think that like is a good choice for yeah. the writers, but, um, Anyway, great questions. Any, any other thoughts before we move on? Jeff, never. Well, I can't think of another one. Uh, uh, I th- well, I thought you had your fantasy you wanted to show. Yeah, I was going to tell you what my fantasy is. Yes. So I'm on this horse, and I, no, I, uh, so whenever I watch, like, true crime stuff, I always have this fantasy of, like, finding a time machine, going back in time and saving people, yes. like, mm. like, I watched this whole thing on investi- Investigation Discovery about the, um, Golden State Killer, yeah. and it's so horrible, like, this guy was a night, like, he, he was, like, worse than Michael Myers, you know, um, but in... But I was watching it just thinking, like, if I had a time machine, I could go back in time. I'd know, like, where his his first uh, – well, he, he started off being, like, a serial rapist and then moved into raping and murdering. So I'm like, I would stop him at the first rape. <laughs> Since I know where he's going, I could just be there. Uh, and I also know, like, who he is now because they caught him. Uh, and then I, I could go back and like when I was watching Zodiac, I was like, I could go back in time <laughs> and stop the Zodiac killer and, like, all this stuff. Or, you know, and then it spins off into these fantasies like, well, how would I do it? Would I, would I kill him? Like, I can't kill somebody, but maybe I just tell the police. But then the Golden State Killer is a policeman, and then they never believe me that this guy, like, and then I would have this, have this whole thing of like, well, then I might have to convince the police department, like, no, he's going to rape somebody tonight. And they're like, then it turns into just minority report. (laughs) So anyway. That's that kind of makes me think of like um, there's another show on Investigation Discovery called See No Evil. Okay, and um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no one knew what you were talking. About. And it's about um, victims. Uh, they're like caught on camera. Their movements are being tracked, and they they kind of use those that camera footage to kind of find out where they go and maybe who killed them. Mm-hmm. And that's always interesting because when you see that, you go, "This is this person's last moment on TV." You wish you could just tell them, "Don't." walk yeah. any further just don't go around mm. this corner just stop right there mm-hmm. and but you can't obviously <clears throat> but hmm. yeah yep. well kia do you want to close out your segment thank you guys for stepping outside the box again with me kia mclean and going beyond the lines <laughs> We liked in every episode of Half-Ass Horrorcast with a segment called What's Making Us Scared, where the Half-Ass Horrorcast kids talk about things in the genre that are exciting them, tantalizing them, that they want to share with you. Recommendations, if you will. Kia, what's making you scared this episode? Well, a couple things. One, we saw Overlord. 
couple weeks ago, or Thanksgiving weekend, and it was really great. It's probably outside the theater now, out of the theater, so if you missed it, that sucks. But if it gets, you know, comes on on demand, you should definitely check it out, because it was really, really good. Um, uh, Very scary, and just... Very, it was very well done. It was really good. I think the coolest thing about it is it could legit hold up as a war movie without the mm. supernatural elements. You could just watch it. Like if they edited out the zombies and the weirdness or whatever, it would just work as like a gritty, just cool World War II movie. So mm. I just thought it was really well done. And it's a shame because it was like a mid-range budget movie, yeah. which I think they should make more of. Like $30 million, $40 million movies that are a little bit lower stakes. But... It kind of like, I'm sure a studio exec is all like, well, this bombed, so I definitely don't want to spend this much money. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, it's either going to be really low budget or huge $250 million budgets. So, I don't know. And it was critically well received. It has like a very high Mm -hmm. rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's in like either the low 90s or the high 80s. Yeah. So it's really good. The cast is really good too. Kurt Russell's son is basically like Snake Plissken (laughs) the whole way through it. He's he's really good in it. Plissken Um, Jr. Yeah. And the second thing that's making me scared, the last couple of times uh, when I had something that's making me scared and it was Buffy-related, it was bad. It was negative and, like, the comic was ending and the new TV show that I'm, you know, skeptical about. But now Buffy is back. Buffy is no longer with Dark Horse, which is why it ended. And now it's with Boom Studios. So it's going to reboot the comic book. Still, it's going to be about Buffy and her friends, but it's going to reboot. Starting January 2019. With Boom Studios, different writers, I believe, but Joss Whedon is still over it. So, so it doesn't bother you that they're going to like as jettis- long as jettison all the other continuity from the comics you've been reading for a decade. That doesn't bother me because it doesn't touch yeah. the. Yeah. There are people that read the comics that don't think the comics are canon anyway. Right. So that's not going to touch the show as long as it keeps going. That's all I care about, and as long as Joss Whedon is involved and in, involves Buffy and Summers and her friends, I'm okay. I'm excited. I've already pre-ordered the first issue. Yes. All right. <laughs> Adam. Yes. What's making you scared this what's episode? What's making me scared is uh, this new anthology show that they have on Hulu uh, called Into the Dark. Great costume. <laughs> Are you like uh, the British American Psycho or something? This guy, man, the costume. Next level commitment. People wear masks their whole lives, pretending that life has meaning. When you kill somebody, all of that's gone. How do you come to do what you do? Choose a job you love. You never have to work a day in your life. Oh, I was, that's what I thought of while we were, I was like, I got it. I'm going to say into the dark. Oh, man. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. I, I, I got another one I can do, too. So go ahead. I, I don't know much about this. So. Uh, yeah, so basically, get, get a little closer to your mic. Basically, Hulu Perfect. has teamed up with uh, Blumhouse and, uh, to do... 12 movies, and they're going to release one a month. So each month there's a new one. And so far, they've all been holiday-themed. Like, it started in Halloween, so they had one based around Halloween. What was it? 
the body. It is about uh, this hitman who uses the guise of Halloween to kill a man and then just be able to freely walk around with his body and nobody Oh, damn, that's terrific. Yeah. 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 So yeah. these and are good. full-length movies, like hour and a half? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it's got that guy in it from um, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, he's, wow. Yeah, he's in it. And then the next one was Flesh and Bone, and it's centered around Thanksgiving. Wow. And was directed by Patrick uh, Lessier, or however you pronounce his name. He he directed uh, the My Bloody Valentine remake, and oh, Drive nice. Angry was a longtime editor for Wes Craven. Nice. So, and then the new one just came out this week. It's called like Puka or something like that, mm-hmm. and it centers around Christmas and this hot uh, like the new toy that every all the kids want. This guy gets a job playing like him as a character, I guess, for like store openings or whatever. And then I don't know where shit happens. I haven't oh. watched it yet. Wow. So. And it's directed Perfect. from, I'll butcher the name, but it's like Nacho, uh, Nacho Villando. He did uh, Time Crimes and uh, the new Colossal movie. Oh, so, yeah. I yeah. wanted to see it's that. It's Colossal with them. Um, Both of those movies are really good. Anne Hathaway? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm hopefully going to watch it tonight that after I get some sleep. So. What's it called again? The, uh, the, the series. The Into the Dark. Into the Dark. Yeah. So it's like a Umbrella yeah, and all these movies are going to come out. Sort underneath. of, they consider they're calling it like a TV series, even though they're all like full length movies. Yeah. But yeah, it's into the dark, and then each wow. month there's a new episode or full length movie. That's terrific. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, never heard. I, I haven't heard about it at all. Yeah, I saw the. I haven't seen the second one yet, but I, I watched the body during the Halloween season, and uh, yeah, it was it's really good. Yeah, wow. it was fun. Yeah, nice. oh, gotta get Hulu. Yeah, that was that was going to be. That's what I thought of, because you, you said Into the Dark, and I was I could expand on that. This can be my, what's scaring me is, like, Hulu, like, particularly during October, they have this Huluween thing. Yeah. And just, like, tons of, like, awesome, like, horror content. And uh, one of the things they had was they had all these little short films. Did you see those? I did. I did watch those. They had their little, like, Huluween film fest. <laughs> yeah. a bunch of shorts. Yeah, they're all really short. I think I don't think any anyone is like over five minutes long. Yeah, they're but all uh, they're all they're all pretty cool. There's like one in particular called the Hug. Like takes place at like uh, um, like a showbiz pizza, (laughs) and there's like a Billy Bob looking like animatronic character, and it's super creepy. Wow! But uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I would I recommend just everybody get Hulu. So is it still? (laughs) Yes, it's great. Is the Huluween is that still ongoing or are they? Yeah, well, I I just saw it on there like last week. They still have those shorts up there. I don't know if it's under the same little category or, Mm. or not, but like. Yeah, particularly during October, they have, like, a ton of new content. And they'll, like, last year they did, uh, uh, they had some movies on there. And then they had uh, different people in the horror community or whatever uh, do interviews and, like, talk about the movies. Like, they did uh, Fright Night and uh, Monster Squad last year. And they interviewed... um, Tom Holland? No, the 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 lead actor, I forget Chris it, Andre Sarah. Gower. Oh, okay. And oh, like, from Monster Squad. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. was that the Shockwaves thing? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, where they were just like in I a movie theater talking. I remember they were doing talking. like a show up for Hulu. Yeah. Huh. But uh, it was it was pretty cool. Nice. So 
That's interesting. When you mentioned the shorts, there's this thing on Netflix that's called oh. Don't Watch This. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we watched it, and <laughs> we should tell you, don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, don't watch it's it. Really it's really like, it. Yeah, it's there's, not very good at all. There's one that looks like they just took, like, a Nine Inch Nails video and the opening to American Horror Story and just mashed it together, and that's all it is. It's just, this is stuff that should make you, you know, creep you out. It's like, but it's it, At not. the end, they're like... We told you not to watch it. That's yeah. true. They, I mean, we warned you. Yeah. It's like most of them don't even tell a story, or some of them don't even tell a story. They're just really poorly produced, and yeah. it's just a strange. I don't know if it's like someone's nephew. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, sure, give them twenty thousand dollars to make this. You know, it yeah. just seemed really. But Hulu low rent sounds and, much better. Oh yeah. Yeah, I feel like fine. Netflix saw Hulu saying it was just like, let's just grab some short films and we'll just throw them on. Right. There. Yeah. Maybe. Wow. Yeah, Netflix has this other like uh kids it's like a it's like a British version of Are You Afraid of the Dark called Creeped Out. Mm. And I I tried to watch that. It's was not it, very good. Was it bad? <laughs> See I saw it on yeah. there but and I put it in my list but I haven't watched yeah. it. Yeah. I mean it's it's not I mean it's definitely for kids. I mean the uh, that what is it, the one I talked about a while back, the R.L. Stein's Haunting Hour. Oh, yeah. Like, that show's actually, like, legitimately good. But yeah. that, that creeped out is kind of... Yeah. The, mm. the episodes I saw, I didn't think were all that great. Wow. There's one that's, like, a like an evil version of E.T., where there's, like, this kid from space, and it's it's super lame. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, kind of intrigued at first, but then, yeah. Yeah, but, like, the, the alien character doesn't look like E.T. Like, it looks like a character from a video game. Like, it looks like a bad Halloween costume, and then... It's just, uh, it's, it's dumb. <laughs> wow. All right. So Hulu, Jeff recommends Hulu. Hulu and the little Huluween short films. <laughs> um, so what's making me scared is Dr. Gangrene. Greetings, Fright fans, and welcome to day one of the 13 days of Christmas Horror Movie Countdown. I'm your host, Dr. Gangreen, Nashville TV movie horror host. Now, when I sat down to make this countdown, I listed out the movies that I wanted to cover for the next 13 days, and I quickly realized there are way more horror movies with a Christmas theme than I could possibly get to in 13 days. He was nice enough to record a little uh, little shout-out for us for a Halloween special, but uh, he's someone that's kind of been uh part of the nashville or i guess middle tennessee horror community for uh, 20 plus years now he's been around a long time it's been a while yeah and he's basically our our local horror host (laughs) and uh he kind of started in i think cable access and graduated up to uh local news uh, tv affiliates and everything he does kind of like a you know just a horror host He, he will introduce movies and have little sketches in between um, someone I watched a lot growing up. Uh, he's not that much older than us, obviously, yeah. but uh, my formative years, you know, watching him and uh, recently rediscovered that he has a YouTube channel that's really great. Uh, he does uh, video essays where he'll talk about movies. And this past Halloween, he did one every day for werewolf movies. So he had a different mm-hmm. werewolf movie every single day. And, uh, you know, he has a great set and a great, uh, he dresses kind of as like a mad scientist character. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just really well done, uh, well produced, and uh, really fun just kind of hearing uh, his opinions on movies and the movie selections that he picks out. And uh, he's a pretty prolific writer as well. His civilian name is Larry Underwood, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's written for a lot of different horror magazines and publications over the years and stuff. I think he's won a lot of awards and stuff. So he's a 
really well-rounded, you know, horror fanatic and horror expert and everything, cinema expert, so. Did he ever do a comic book, or am I thinking of somebody else? He may have. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm not positive, but he may have done one. So I feel like I had a a comic book that I bought at Kroger when I was, it was like 20 years ago or so, back when comic books were really huge. And it was like a local Nashville comic, and it had like this – the cover was white, but it had all these characters that were like in a police lineup on the front. Yeah. And then um, there was a character in it called the Killer Whale <laughs> that was sort of like s- kind of similar to the tick in the tone and everything. Interesting. Just this guy in a killer whale suit who was a <laughs> superhero. Uh, and I feel like they was, said it was like written by Larry Underwood, but I – I nice. could be just that may be. He seems like a really together. creative guy that'd be kind of willing to try anything. So yeah. that totally sounds like something you would be into. Um, but anyway, I just kind of wanted to spotlight someone from Tennessee. And uh, if you're listening to this and you like this content, then you definitely need to check him out. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel. It's very active, and he updates pretty much every week. I mean, he's either uploading his old episodes from television or mm-hmm. producing brand new content. So. Yeah, he's got stuff coming out all the time. Yeah, good dude, Doctor Gangrene. So, Kia. Yes. We've decided you are picking the next movie. Yes. And this time, I don't need the Sorting Hat to help me. I'm picking my own damn movie. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and it's going to be a Christmas movie, even though it'll be in January. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Okay, never mind. I'm going to pick it. Oh, no. Here we go. We're All right, Jeff. What, no, uh, uh, Adam, Adam is the guest. Adam, do you have a choice? <laughs> oh, go ahead, Q. Okay. Christmas movie in January. Yeah, so, I mean, you know. Prolonging the misery. It's Better Watch Out, which you like. I love right? that movie. Z, boom. That movie's great. It's really good. Um, and it is available on demand. Yeah. I think. I don't know if it's available to rent. It's probably on Shutter. It's on Shutter, yeah, okay. if you yeah. have that. Yeah. Okay, sweet. And, um, yeah, so it's called Better Watch Out. It's from a couple of years ago, I think, 2016 release. I think so. Um, but even though it is set during Christmas, it's not overly Christmas, so I think you can still kind of enjoy it during the winter season, if you will. It's so. a good movie. I think you can enjoy it, period. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So better watch out, the next movie. Thanks for joining us. Happy holidays from the Half-Ass Horrorcast crew. Bye. I love you. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Adam, anything you'd like to say? I love you, too. Oh, <laughs> a lot of love up in here. Thank you for listening to the Half-Ass Horrorcast. You can find us on Instagram at Half-Ass Horrorcast. Facebook at Half-Ass Horror. Twitter at HA Horrorcast. And you can send us an email at halfastehorrorcast at gmail.com or visit our website, halfastehorrorcast.com. Yeah.